Give me the juice. Give me the rice. Give me the jam. Give me the juice. Give me the rice. Give me the jam. 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 If there's like 30 seconds, it's like a snappy bit and we'll put it on the, the Instagram or whatnot. So everyone's intrigued, but yeah. Um, in the, yeah, in the past we've put up whole episodes um, and it just made everyone on my YouTube channel get really mad at me. So <laughs> I don't know why they don't, I guess they didn't follow me for podcasts, so they don't like it, but I'm just here because I don't know. It seemed like a fun thing. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. It is fun, I think. We've had uh, all guests have enjoyed coming on so far. So if you don't, uh, we're very sorry on behalf of the Metaverse. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure. Apologizing. Uh-huh. He's <clears throat> right next to me, and I'm just trying to make sure I'm getting blasted with heat all times. Because like I said, <laughs> don't, yeah. I don't have heating. So I've just got this, like, you know, one of those electric radiators that you plug in because thankfully I don't have to pay like bills on top of my rent, which is the upside of living in. <laughs> that, that is the, yeah. So for the folks at home, we'll just, this will be the official welcome to our episode. Now I see you have, I'm joined by Babe of Babel, otherwise known as, should I say your legal name on the, on the yeah, podcast? Just, you know, it's not, it's not to... like a middle name. So you can just say Laura. It's fine. Laura, we're talking to Laura on the Betaverse, who you hopefully are already following as Babe of Babel. And, it's fine uh, if you're not. No one has to like me. <laughs> that's, uh, I think Abraham Lincoln said something along those lines, but <laughs> I wouldn't yeah, know. We can't please everyone. I shouldn't know either, but he's in all the, the children's cartoons. They have Abraham Lincoln a lot. Um, And Matt's just asking if Gordo's alive. Gordo, we don't know if you're alive. I haven't heard from um, him all day, but it's 2 p.m. in Texas, so he'll probably wake up soon. Um, and yeah, so I wandered away there. You were telling us about your interesting living situation. So it's where interesting? It's it's in London. So I'm, I'm not I'm not going to like localize it any further than that because right. I know that there are yeah. some weirdos out there. Um, True. But it's just a, it's just an extremely trendy, I want to say bohemian, and hate myself the entire time I say it, <laughs> living situation. Because um, I actually, I, I found this place through someone else who I actually met on Instagram, then she moved out after a year, and so now I'm just here like, yay, I live bo almost by myself in this flat, because I've got a one flatmate, but she's out all the time, so it's quite nice. Um, but yeah, no, it's just a... Uh, it's in an area of London where there's quite a lot of places like this. So, mm -hmm. and some anyone who's from London will hopefully, well, well, no, they'll just be able to hopefully guess without me having to state it explicitly. 
Okay. Well, I can bleep it out if this is too much of a clue, but some might call it an abandoned soap factory. Is that correct? <laughs> I mean, it, it's, 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 it's yeah. abandoned. It's now abandoned, but it was abandoned at one point. Well, it's from like the, it, it's at least 50 years old, the building. Like, no, mo- mm. way more than 50 years old, in fact. Like, I want to say it's from the very early 20th century. And oh, wow. it, it was just like, you know, empty for the longest time. And, um, then at some point in the eighties, I actually met one of the first residents who decided to turn it, who decided to make their home here. And, um, yeah, it's been like, there was resided in by a bunch of punks in the eighties for a while. Then they moved out and it was empty again for a while. And then, then the landlord was like, Oh yeah, this is just empty space that I could be making money from. Yeah. And, and you know, who's notoriously, uh, not particularly careful about where they live and who doesn't have standards, young people who want to be artists or near places that contain other young people who want to be artists. That um, is true. Or anyone in London town, I would imagine it's expensive there. Oh yeah. Especially cause I, this is relatively close to the center of town ish ish. So it's a really good deal. <laughs> Definitely what I'm paying for where I'm living location wise good deal yeah it's, yeah and you said the punk rockers because that was my that would have been my first guess too yeah in the <coughs> 80s, and then uh and you know now it's hipster bohemian you know wannabe right. artists which is well, fine that's what the punk rockers were too i think hopefully uh like crass i liked crass but they broke up in the 80s mm. 1984, if memory of reading Wikipedia too much served me. But uh, are you a are you a punk rock fan? Do you consider yourself a punk rocker? No, <laughs> I like enough of it, but it's just not been one of the one of the genres that's like really gripped me. Yeah, um, that's fair. I'm not particularly good at like recognizing genres because I know I I I don't know what it is. I just kind of keep hitting, I like shuffle on whatever playlist oh, yeah. they sent me and i'll be like yeah no i like that and i never i never find out anything about it i'm just like i just need the artist name and i need the song title and if anyone starts talking to me about like it as a niche sub- subgenre of something else i'm like i don't i don't understand anything that you've just said to me <laughs> yeah 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 we're definitely in a post-genre environment but it's cool in that sense because like there is the um the trait of those like music nerds who go and learn everything about it. And then there's people who just listen, but I find everybody knows a lot more obscure music and bit like everybody knows every band from the last 50 years. Almost. <laughs> I feel like, like, so you, someone could say like echo and the bunny men, do you know echo and the bunny men? Yeah. All right. Yeah. 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 So, which is like, I feel like I could be wrong, but I feel like that used to be like niche knowledge. So. It and did yet, used to, I think, but I think mm-hmm. it, probably depends on like the I don't know there's a particular kind of music nerd or like not even music nerd music enthusiasts who right I think like maybe it would have been more niche 10 years ago for a certain age group and then like mm-hmm. you know it's all it, it all got fuzzy with the with the you know extension of the internet into everyday life because then everyone has instant access <laughs> to the entire cat like history of like music at their fingertips yeah. like, no matter I how find it yeah i do think there's less bands now like i don't think there are many coming out and not just because like of blade or blady like (laughs) everyone 
yeah, there's SoundCloud rappers, but I feel yeah, I feel like people who started bands now now they start half-assed podcasts with uh, <laughs> yes. people from Texas. Yeah, um, <clears throat> whatever whatever passes the time, you know, and twenty or thirty people like it, so that's enough. That'll work. Yeah, I remember when I was like. I think I would have been like 11 to 13 years old. So we, there was a magazine, there's like a, there was a music magazine called NME, like New Music Express. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know the one. And it was really, really big in the UK for like a couple decades. And then it started to taper off and like, obviously with the decline of print media in general, it kind of got less of a thing. Um, mm. But I remember flipping through it with the explicit intention of finding bands that no one else would have heard of because it was all like <laughs> the, the people who were playing tiny shows somewhere in Camden who were just like, they'd have like a little pink. Shut the fuck up. Sorry, Mike, <laughs> speak up. I, I, oh, I tried okay. to like talk to you. And I was just like, by the way, I'm still here. Like, no, you're not. <laughs> um, yeah, no. So I would flip through and be like, okay, who's got the weirdest, coolest sounding name? I'm going to go find them and give them a listen, you know? Mm. That's why they oh, all totally have- in the little side note. You could get the side note one. Yeah, like next to Goldie throws a guy down the stairs. That was probably a different era, but <laughs> <laughs> I got really into Goldie in like twenty, yeah, twenty thirteen, twenty twelve, which was very <laughs> drum and bass. I would show people drum and bass, and they're like, "Why are you playing like secret agent music? Why are you playing like James Bond <laughs> music? Agent music? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like." Like Canada had this like absence of like UK electronic music for a period there, like yeah, which, no which dates it yeah about like ten years ago, um, <clears throat> and that's like because people were listening to like Justice or whatever Daft Punk, but not the British stuff. But now, now it's cool because it's like I feel like everybody does know Garage and drum yeah. and bass and these things, which I've always really liked. And anytime I, there's a lot of British people in Montreal, actually, and I always just bother them, uh, <laughs> punish them as it were. I was like, so you go to like the raves, like the UK raves. And they're like, yeah, yeah, I did, I did, I did, I, I fancied those. And then I was like, but it's dangerous, right? You get like stabbed up. No, like, well, no, 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 no. And, and then they like want to get away from me, but it's... So do you go to the raves, the dangerous raves? No, I don't know what, the, like, I don't live near the dangerous raves. And also, I don't, okay. I don't like, the ones that people put on in, like, just empty spaces, I don't really know. I, like, there's, I've been to a couple of the ones out uh, a bit further east, and it, but those are just ones in other people's warehouses where they've just been like, all right, we're going to have someone on the door. People, if you don't want to be in, just leave the fucking place. <laughs> like, but, you know, right. they, the place fills up. Someone's set up, like, decks in the kitchen. Oh, there's some, they've got some great videos of it somewhere, but like, yeah, it's just, you know, wannabe DJs, wannabe techno DJs, just doing their thing and having a party. It's just really fun. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's what it's all about. Um, you did cut out there for just a second. God uh, damn it. But, um, Hello. Oh, here's Matt. Hello. Howdy. Sorry I'm a little late. That's okay. We've been discussing UK electronic music with Laura, <laughs> aka Babe of Babel. This is Matt, Hello. aka Hello. goes by many names. <laughs> uh, Newfoundland's finest is what we call him. One of them, certainly one of them. How's your day going, Matt? What have you been up to? Dizit has brought the missus back home. She lives all the way up in town. It's about a forty-minute drive there and back. Oh, you're a good lad. I'm a doll. <laughs> 
And so, Laura, you're saying that was, they throw the raves in like basically the same kind of building you're in? So well, mine's a bit, turns. not quite the same kind of building because it's just okay. like warehouse is used very loosely as like a word. It's basically like what was not intended as residential housing that has been right. turned into residential housing by like, you know, degenerate people like me. Um, oh, yeah. But uh, so in the ones out in like, for instance, Hackney are much more like warehouse type feeling like you know corrugated iron roof type situation and oh, like nice. every so often the land will be like by the way guys i'm building another room and they'll just like take some plywood and literally build another bedroom somewhere in the warehouse oh, oh, yeah. out of nowhere <laughs> so i was like like this is questionable living conditions and i think if anyone called the council on you guys this would get shut down real quick but Ooh. obviously no one wants that because everyone wants the cool parties yeah yeah we all want the cool parties um so is yours like a big open space and then they build like little like well, cubicles well no because it used to be as i said like a disused soap factory there was a there's like you know some there's some division of like floors and stuff like that and eventually what it um used to be met much more open from what i hear from like some of the original residents because i met one of them a while back and right. uh but and like over the decades i've like put up new walls, they've closed off the elevator shaft so that no one can fall to their deaths, for instance. Oh, um, shit. Yeah, they've like they've had to do all that, obviously, for like health and safety measures. Um, oh, so but, people, because, yeah, it cut for just a second, so it said, it, you said people fell to their deaths. No, no, no. no. <laughs> okay. No, oh, they've that closed been off the elevator shaft so that people don't, because right. I think they've all figured out, like, hey, if we ever do get inspected by the council, um, that's going to be a big problem. So yeah. they off and that's not like accessible anymore. Yeah, that's a, a North <laughs> North Americans are very we're very susceptible to elevator shafts. I won't say, I'm sure it happens in England too, but in Montreal, like there was like an illegal rave like one of those and this person just fell down an elevator shaft. <laughs> they were okay. They they were mostly okay. But they were like upset. They were upset that uh it wasn't like child proofed apparently <laughs> i thought i don't know matt did you learn that and like newfoundland schools are pretty bad but did they teach you that i should i'm sorry, I'm sorry did they teach you to not fall down elevator shafts matt no we don't really have uh buildings tall enough for elevators <laughs> here so right you never really came in you don't believe in them they have even no seen no around here we walk the damn stairs <laughs> Well, I think the tallest building in Newfoundland is like two and a half stories. So what is it? A giant tiger? The Delta. Big old hotel in the middle of town. I don't know if the Delta is a big change. I'm not world world weary enough to know. Or wait, I'm thinking of Delta Airlines. Yeah, probably unrelated. (laughs) Hell yeah. And do they tell the story of when like, I think it was 9-11 they sent all the planes to Newfoundland. Oh, yeah. We hear about that a lot. To Gander, into Gander Airport. Oh, the the Americans were so overjoyed with how fucking hospitable the folks of Gander were. Am I clipping? I look like I'm clipping. Oh, good eye. Let me check. No, you're good, but I'll watch the levels closer now. Laura, you're fine. I'm also screaming. (laughs) Well, you're passionate. It was uh, (laughs) another example of Newfoundland's hospitality. And then, uh, not to leave Laura out of the mix, your airport's called Heathrow. Am I right? Yeah. Well, there's there's like three or four London airports, basically. Oh, so 
that's one of them. It's a nice Shit. one. Hell yeah. How long have you always lived in London or were you from another part of it? No, the I'm United one of the few like native Londoners in London, born and raised. Oh wow. Yeah. I, cool. but I moved out, moved down south to Brighton for university. Mm. To do, uh, that was the University of Sussex, like literally right in Brighton. Brighton's the gayest city of England, by the way. I think the oh, nice. second. But Good um for them. Yeah. Having a great time down there on the beach. Um so I did that, finished my degree after about four years, was only supposed to take three years, but I went crazy, as, as one usually does during your undergraduate, I think. Um, yeah. So I took an extra year to do that, and also worked retail at a branch of Lush, which was... <laughs> oh, is Lush, like Lush Cosmetics, or...? Yeah, the, the soap Shit. and bath bomb and, like, you know, aggressive salespeople type place. Right. And I hated it. I was the worst. I was the worst retail assistant there. They had to cut, and I kept being like, "No, listen, listen, I'm just having a bad day." But then, because they had this whole thing about like, "No, we're super accepting. We really like, we want to work with people with mental health issues, and like, you know, know it's difficult." Make them make them sell those bath bombs. I milked that shit for all it was worth. I was like, "All right, well, if you're cool with me taking a mental health day, I'm going to take five in a row." (laughs) Thanks. Yeah, I had to do that at the post office because they kept uh, losing losing packages so i i suddenly had a bad bout of depression losing packages huh <laughs> hey <laughs> i should check i yeah, think take this one i think i'm out of the limitations but <laughs> what'd you note, get what kind of hauls did you walk away with no no oh i shouldn't even no okay so <laughs> me and like four of my friends all started at the same time and uh a little postman facts for y'all because it's basically the same and England as here and the United States, the United States posties. I was talking to one, they have the worst time right now, I think, but maybe England's probably bad too. And Canada. it's all, it sucks to be a mailman. On that note, um, my friends, every time a mailman gets caught with like a thousand stolen packages, they always send me the link. Cause it's <laughs> funny. It's certainly not. Cause I was stealing every day, ripping open your presents and taking the money. No, but, um, <laughs> my theory on that is um most mailmen do i won't some mailmen do and women um have a bunch of packages they get found with unopened but they still get charged with theft because it is theft it's stealing and it's wrong and i never did it ever <laughs> and you can't prove it um but so you deliver your mail for like 4 to 8 hours and you look in your bag and there's a little box you forgot. And it's like three blocks behind you. So you're like, oh, shit. If I leave this and they find it, I'll get fired. So instead, <laughs> I'll take it with me to my house, which would qualify as uh, stealing it. And I'll bring it back to work tomorrow. And then you wake up and you're really hungover um, because you're a terrible mailman. <laughs> and, then, and then you forget to bring the box and then you forget another box and you, it keeps going. How hard going is it to sneak mail into the like fucking Fort Knox of mail or whatever <laughs> it goes through? Well, I wouldn't know because I've never done it, but uh, someone who isn't me found it very easy. You just like tuck it under a, well, you bring your mail, you have like saddle bags that you take home and bring to work. And um, <clears throat> so you just put it in the bag and like tuck it bring it back but uh, it was a common thing 
the post office usually tries to supp- suppress it because it's bad press, you know. Um, but they, everyone, they found a guy in Edmonton. He had like a shipping container filled with mail out and like an abandoned one that was just full for like 20 years and they charged him as though he was like this george clooney like <laughs> villain like ah, i'll steal all this mail it's like no this guy he probably did have some mental <laughs> mental problems with hoarding mail at that point but he was what do you just think they of, were was it like oh, a bunch of random shit or like love yeah. letters and he was like a sort of anti-love super villain who was Ooh, well that would be a point. letters to twist. santa i think it's whatever he forgot or like sometimes you get an extra box of mail and then you throw it in the back of your dodge wrangler and, sometimes uh, there's just an extra box it. of mail all yeah. mailmen know <laughs> we all do uh this is probably making everyone very you know unsecure about the post office, but I find I've had most stuff get stolen when I use DHL, like shoes or something. Like I've that. never had a package stolen. What's the What's the state of the UK mail? How are they doing? I think Royal Mail is striking at the moment. So, oh hell yeah! I, I imagine it's pretty good. Let me, let me double check. Actually, no, I'll take ages to double check. I just know that like all the courier services appear to be taking over, and uh, Royal Mail itself is. I think they're striking for like better pay, better work conditions, the usual. Um, yeah, yeah. I support and, Strike it. But of course, every time I like, you know, Google something about it, I just see loads of people complaining. Like, how could they? It's, it just doesn't. It's not sent. Where, where are my presents? Yeah. <laughs> so but, and they're like, this is this isn't going to get anyone on side and say it's, it's kind of the same way yeah. that people react to any protesters these days because like this is inconvenient. Yeah, yeah. You and it's like, well, yeah, that is the point. <laughs> we uh, before I left, we struck stroke stroke did uh we we were on strike and we did a similar thing like you do it right before like we'll do it right before christmas but like still three weeks so they give us what we want and yeah it just made everyone hate the post office people more than they they're like throwing bottles at us and stuff oh no jesus christ great no striking's fun i recommend everyone like try striking at least once because you get like you get strike pay like eight dollars a day you get like a sandwich board sign says gimme 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 and all these people making minimum wage look at you and they're like why i make less than you and it's like no you should let me have what i want because i forget i forget why you should do it too man if you're that pissed off about it yeah yeah and they're like well can i be a male man i'm like no you're not in the union yeah, don't hate, don't hate you for hustling or not yeah. hustling. Not hustling is a hustle. Don't be a bitter mm-hmm. bitch. <laughs> yeah, we're don't all, be bitter. Yeah, we're all just struggling under the man, so we have to stick together. They're trying to divide us. That's I don't know true. who they are. You know, Probably the post office. Stealing mail is like a pretty good type of striking. I think like a solo strike, <laughs> like like Robin Hood. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Robin Hood was the first mailman because he stole. <laughs> that's yeah, that's pretty. So that's the question I had: Is Robin Hood a real person? I I don't know why I would be able to answer that, but let's give it. A quick <laughs> <one>. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, 
or just like your assumption like do you think he's like a a concept a like spirit of the people but yeah if you yeah, want to research yeah, no one likes robin hood anymore like, he's like a no. quaint story but anyone who would actually do that they'd be like man it's not by me the, the entrepreneurs and how dare you disrespect them and this is, the country needs more businessmen it's like for fuck's right. sake <laughs> robin hood was hurting small business yeah that was his <laughs> Has his deal. <laughs> I thought it was I thought he was hurting the sheriff of Nottingham, or he, uh, he, had, he had Little John do his dirty work. And that was lying to he, kids because they, they called him Little John, but he was big. He was a big guy. Okay, but so it, was it John? I've got I've got answers for this actually. Apparently, Robin Hood was not a single person, but uh, Robin Hood was a nickname given to petty, petty criminals from like mm. I think the middle of the 13th century. It says here. Oh. So, because they all, all wore hoods. Maybe. I think it's like, because uh, it says it was spelled like H-O-D or H-U-D-E. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Was there a real Robin Hood? Yeah, basically. not, But not like a single person. It was more like an, a, a phenomenon. <laughs> yeah, kind of yeah. like the Joker. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. He was, the, he was the first Joker when you think about it. Because he okay. was friend. Oh, I was going to say. Oh, go ahead. No, 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 it's cool because I found more stuff like the first known literary reference to Robin Hood and, and Merry Men, shall we say, was in 1377. Um, and it was in, he was born in 1160 in Lockersley, like Locksley. This is okay. interesting, actually. Sorry, I, I had no idea about any of this. And then there's one oh, like yeah. from Whitby in Yorkshire and stuff like that. So there's, so there might, apparently there might have been an individual, who knows? But there was also just, there was just sort of a name that people gave to criminals. Who knows? No way. Fucking mess. Hell yeah. Matt, are you cleaning your revolver over there? You're banging around. <laughs> <laughs> <I'll>, Sorry, <laughs> that is probably loud. I'm plugging in the vape. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. essentially, essentially, <laughs> polishing off the barrel. <laughs> but uh, are you a vapor yourself, Laura? Yeah, I, switched, I, I quit smoking cigarettes and I switched to vaping, but I haven't made the commitment to like, you know, a little machine. I have to like to ma- maintain. Oh, so now I have like, yeah, this increasingly yeah. shamefully large collection of like you know like disposable vapes that I don't have the heart to figure out how to recycle properly. So I'm just hoarding them until I do oh, have them. Yeah. But because it's like obviously the thing that is mildly, even if it's not actually good for you, it's not. It's still bad for your lungs, obviously. But it's now right. just like three billion times worse for the environment because it's so much more plastic than I was previously smoking. Like even with like oh. the little cigarettes roll my own cigarettes so even the little filters and stuff they have plastic in them they don't biodegrade but now these fucking massive chunky plastic things the that elf bars yeah the elf bars like the little square lost mary ones with the tasty flavors but but on the upside i can now taste things again because i'm not constantly burning my taste buds off with the cigarette smoke <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. Like I'm way better at being addicted to nicotine now that I have the uh, the vape. I shut out views vape vaporizers. I don't care what you're doing to me or the environment. You taste great, and I'll keep <laughs> hitting you hard. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, when I smoked cigarettes, because I have asthma too, so I'm what you call an idiot who should yeah. who should not be smoking. But uh, it was during the pandemic too, which was like like all we know is that. <laughs> it affects your lungs. And I was like, Oh, I should start smoking inside my house. And I did because in Montreal, we weren't allowed to go outside. We'd get arrested. So I was just like chain smoking and you weren't supposed to have people over, but I would have people over 
and they'd be like, Nate, your house smells like a pawn shop. Like you gotta, <laughs> you gotta solve this. So then I tried the bait and it was, um, yeah. And then I could smoke even more. Um, I was vaping two cartridges a day when I started. Um, and those, someone did the math for me. He told me that was the same as smoking like two, one, one cartridge was like two packs of cigarettes. <laughs> and I was doing like four, yeah, four <laughs> in a day. And then they reduced the amount of nicotine and I didn't notice a difference. So it was fine. Yeah. But what I'm trying to say is I love vaping. If anyone is, <laughs> uh, listeners of all ages, <laughs> consider hitting the vape because it's fun. It looks cool. Uh, might be nine years it. old uh, and your <laughs> yeah. older brother has a vape lying around. Hit that <laughs> shit, man. I'll give you superpowers. <laughs> yeah. I'm vaping weed. I don't even do, I'm not addicted to nicotine. Oh, I'm shit. fucking, I'm clean. I need to get on that because I've had to quit weed as well because it was taking up my entire life. Like I smoked every day from about the age of 20 until about the age of 26. I want to say and for past that, I think too. Mm. Sorry. The the ganja? You hit the ganja every day? In oh, more wow. than, like at most I'd have like I think the longest I would have without it would be like whenever I was on holiday with my family. So that would that be like maybe two weeks from long maybe. I used to be a lot worse with it. I used to be like, you know, wake and bake, like fucking ten AM out by the door, you know. Now it's mostly like in the in the evenings, unless I got like a pretty clear day. Oh wow. See, this place yeah. is terrible with me because I could smoke just in my bed. So I would oh, often yeah. just That'll do it. I don't want to get up. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do it. It's my little thing there, and I just roll it while I'm like still in bed. <laughs> I've, yeah. Don't get me wrong. I've given it the good college try. I've tried to smoke weed, but it makes me, it's always made me so paranoid that I have no same. So <laughs> <laughs> something something keeps me with it though. Well <laughs> my friend <laughs> My friend told me you can smoke yourself through it. It takes six months and then you're not paranoid anymore. But you that's of, of like hitting it hard. But you you just stayed paranoid, Matt? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much no yeah most like I, I don't really smoke uh socially like weed socially because like i'll get too yeah paranoid and fucking freaked out and shit okay so you do it so, <laughs> you do it in private yes yes all scared like the shameful activity it is mm. hey there's no there's no shame in doing drugs listeners uh unless you unless that's part of it that might be part that's of it for you cool <laughs> This is the <laughs> this is a regrettable fact of life. This is the yeah, yeah. One. So, how did you get into smoking pot, Laura? Was it the cool kids at school, or you were the cool kid? No, God, no. I was. I was not. I was the least cool kid in like every school I ever went to. I was almost the least cool kid. I would say. Really? Because, I don't yeah. believe it. No, I, I, I was really badly bullied, not to be like a bum or anything, but like, no, I had a oh. shit time. It was a terrible time, but uh, it, it was like, it was the, the diamond created under immense amounts of pressure situation. Eventually I was dug out from, I met the light of the sun. I was like, oh, look, I can have a personality now because I'm not in school. Because right. <laughs> kids, kids are a nightmare. I think we all know. They can, they can, be, they can be a little bit evil. But, um, yeah. 
Yeah, no, I was, I, I, I started smoking weed. So I was trying to remember when I first smoked weed, and I think it would have actually been around, oh, <laughs> just maybe like, I was like 12 or 13. Mm. <laughs> I was probably around the same age. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, because yeah, that, that was when I was at, like, there was just a bunch of ki- like kids hanging outside the school. It was literally also, like, outside the school. Like, the school fence was, like, 10 meters that way. Mm. We were just there, like, yep, there's the gardening teacher, cool. Um, <laughs> and, then, <laughs> so, and then just, like, sporadically throughout my teens, whenever there was some there. And then I had a boyfriend in my late teens who was a terrible, terrible stoner. And that that's mm. where the problems began, obviously, because that's always the way that it goes. cemented it, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it's just like, well, he's smoking all the time, and, uh, you know, what else are we going to do? Go outside? Mm. Fuck no. <laughs> Fuck no. <laughs> put put Ain't shit out the there. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, yeah, I like, uh, I like the study drugs. Those are my drug of choice. Yeah. Modafinil. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. Should order some of that off off the dark internet. Um, Well, because UK, like, is it hard to get? Is it legal? It's not legal there now, is it? No, you still still need a prescription for it. Um, Oh, okay. You can get it on prescription, but it's just very hard to get a prescription. Like, the UK doesn't hand out (laughs) medication quite as easily as the US does, I think, is the impression that I get. Like, huh. because, because like a large amount of medication is paid for, like there's a minimum, there's right. like a maximum the charge that you pay for any medication that you get. I think it's like a tenner for like a mm. prescription. Like, oh shit. That's pretty yeah. good. And then everything yeah. else is obviously paid for by the NHS. So, yeah. um, there's, they're much more reluctance to, uh, hand it out freely right. when, when they're that, paying most of the bill. <laughs> yeah. They don't want to be paying for your... No. Gorilla Grip, White Rhino, Hawaiian Kush. <laughs> no, instead, uh, extra. when we want Modafinil, we have to go to like uh, dodgy websites and be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. we want this. And, like, I'll, I'll, you have to wire the money to them directly. They give you like a reference number. And right. But they usually Kids do. Yeah. This, this is how you get Modafinil. Yeah. <laughs> Can we get a URL for all of our... <laughs> <laughs> they expire. They expire, man. But yeah, like... <laughs> I always, yeah, I go to that one friend who's like, knows about the onion browser or what the dark web. Cause like, I'm a, I, I work with, I'm a computer programmer, but I don't know all that security shit. Like, it's like, <laughs> yeah, you put this key in and then I'm like, oh, I shouldn't do this. Cause I'm just going to like slip up, too many layers. <laughs> type my, type my address and just email it. CC the police. <laughs> one medafinal, please. <laughs> and, uh, spend my time behind bars. But okay, so modafinil, that's good. Yeah, I did that stuff in school a little bit. Um, when you couldn't get it, also Sudafed and coffee I found was great. Just uh, you get all sweaty, you feel like your heart's going to explode. <laughs> I think it's very good for you in uh, hindsight. But that's when you do your best work, though, when you're like physically uncomfortable. I find. <laughs> yeah, you or you'll start to hate yourself. Yeah. Mm. All right, this explains the weed more and the <laughs> your philosophy. No, weed is not a productive force in my life at all. It's uh, <laughs> it's a me- yeah, weed doesn't get things. I remember thinking that it would, like when I first started, when I was younger, I was like, I'm gonna make such great fucking music and art and shit with this. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. can feel it yeah. on another level now, man. This is gonna make me so fucking creative. And then I just didn't. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I, I, I would get tired and be like, oh, I want to, like, fucking roll around. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good, too, you know. Kinetics. Or get scared the of the, the mailman. Right. <laughs> yeah, you should be. <laughs> we'll take your <laughs> Apparently, shit. Apparently, mm-hmm. shit. Yeah, what you didn't know. Actually, sh- I've had very few packages get stolen. And only I don't think it's ever happened to me. I did see Almost. a mailman uh, putting the mail in, start fucking losing his shit, and fucking threw packages all over the road and drove off. But <laughs> holy shit, that's the funny. That's the funniest story I have from being a mailman, which is my friend. Uh, <laughs> I'll throw him under the bus. So my friend, uh, <laughs> my friend Kenzie, shout out Kenzie. Her mailman I worked with at the post office, and he. So people get bullied at school. You get bullied at the mailman center too. Like it doesn't stop there. They're all like, they're just uneducated adult. Not that there's anything wrong with being uneducated or self-educated, but these mailmen, they just listen to like Howard Stern all day. And they're like 40 year old high schoolers. And um, so, yeah, she lived on his route. And he would come and like slap things out of my hand. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing, Schmidt? And, um, but then he found out, oh, wait, so there's two parts of the story. Um, The funny part is he was delivering mail and they would pick us up in a taxi cab. This all sounds like I'm making it up, but every day Pinder would come and pick us up in a taxi cab. And um, so short for Boo Pinder. This guy was finishing his route and he had, like I said, (laughs) the package we forget. And he was like, ah, shit, Pinder, I forgot this. Can you, can we go? And it's like half a block down. And then Pinder was like, yeah, sure. And then he looked at the address and he's like, oh, it's this house. And then he was like, looked mad for a second. (laughs) And I was looking at him. He's like, I fucking hate this house. And when he got out, he threw it on the ground and stomped on it in front of the house and picked it up and it like rattled like like broken porcelain rattle and he took it and just like shoved it and then we got got back in the uh got back in the cab and just didn't say anything but <laughs> i thought it was really funny it <laughs> seemed like a grown man like destroy a part in a mailman out like mailman outfits every we all looked ridiculous in our little blue <laughs> costume but yeah, there so were costumes. That's wicked. Our guys just wore like reflector vests. Oh no, they didn't have like the blue pants. No, we have cargo pants. That's funny. Know? That's a little emasculating. So you went like door to door in a cab or something? No, you would once you were done going door to door, a cab would pick you up. So um, you went door to door though, like a little milkman. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like uh, another M word man, a mailman. And I think we predated, we predated the milkman. They copied our homework. And it lasted. Just barely. We'll probably get shut down by drones soon. We got to make a milkman app or something. Oh, that is a gig. I knew someone, I met someone in Toronto who's a raw milk deliverer. So you, you just deliver to like right wing Twitter people and lawyers all day. They like the little glass bottles, like in a little outfit. Yeah, with the milk that's full of like blood and pee because (laughs) it hasn't been pasteurized. So that's that problem is going to solve itself. Seems like, 
but raw milk is something in the fitness community, which we're going to get to this too, a little segue. <laughs> we're going to touch many, I guess we can stop telling mailman stories soon. <laughs> but where were we? We were on weed, uh, elf bars. And raw milk. Do you have a particular vaporizer or <laughs> strain of marijuana you'd like to shout out, Laura? That no, I never. Well, so, this, so this is the thing about living in a country where weed's still illegal. It's like, you mm. don't know what you're smoking. You rarely know what you're smoking. And if you do... Weed's you not legal there? Yeah, no, it's not. <laughs> It's still, it's still not legal. It's still like they like you, the latest thing I heard about it was that some blowhard in the government was thinking about elevating it to class A, which is if you didn't know, there's like three. Mm. Classes. Oh, the worst class of drugs. Yeah, right? it's, it's, it's like the worst, and it's like you know heroin, cocaine. That's class A. Yeah. And they were thinking about bumping like cannabis, which is I think currently a class B, because someone else bumped it up a few years ago from a class C, which it should have always been if it was yeah. going to be illegal. But like, yeah. They're just, it's just they're trying to appeal to like I, I don't know which parts of the country they're trying to appeal to because I'm because it feels to me was, like everyone's fucking smoking here anyway. <laughs> right? Do you think it's like the old the old guard? Like what's the, what are those fucking? I think it's like people who live in tiny villages, but even then, yeah. like most of the people John I know in tiny Bull. villages, there's always someone growing there. You know? Right? That's crazy. I figured the UK would have been like a little ahead. No, God that. no. It's still very like it's just like no, that's not proper. We that's can't crazy. have that. We can't open yeah. drug use, man. I was about to feel like a real hot shot podcaster unlock uh, <laughs> and be like, do you think it's because of the institutionalized racism against the West Indian and Jamaican immigrants? And I realized, like, it's like no, it's some guy named Nigel in like, <laughs> this stuff in his garage, which. Uh, that show, I like that show, People Just Do Nothing. Have you seen that one? I've seen a couple British of them. Yeah. Because um, there's one, they're, the one character, they're like, yeah, my uh, uncle grows weed. And they get all excited, expecting him to be a Jamaican guy. And they're, <laughs> they're like, because the character is black. And um, they go, and then, it, yeah, it's just this regular, like, British white guy. And that's, like, the yeah. joke. Is, like, that's most of the weed in the UK, i found. Like, they're just, like, you know middle class lower middle class yeah like go to the pub and yeah chips and footy yeah hell yeah and then um so growing up in london because that's the my assumption was like london was too expensive to be in unless you were like yeah a punk rocker like living literally in an abandoned warehouse but maybe they just made it sound more badass than it was <laughs> Uh, and they're actually in like something much like yourself because that looks cozy. Although you said it's cold, so it, it it is cozy, especially when I've got my little electric radiator going on next to me. Um, well, London, like it's it's gotten more and more expensive over the course of my lifetime. When I was like when I was born, it it was marginally much more affordable. I think like well, not marginally, like knowing because my mom what the my mom's house down in south london is mm -hmm. like it's the, the value was increased by like a million basically over oh, wow. the course of my lifetime a million and, pounds yeah goodness just because of the location canadian yeah as a canadian we hold pounds in like high esteem of like <laughs> oh, yeah. that's top like tier currency I, our dollar has been worth like a quarter of a pound like most of my life it's just like 
Um, Liz Truss kind of tanks that a little bit. I don't know how the pound is doing recently. I think right, it's not. Right. I think it's like, help, I'm weak right now. Yeah. There's the some... pound is a chemotherapy patient at the moment. Yeah. Some, some North American business tycoons really enjoy destroying the pound every decade <laughs> or so. That was the whole... And uh, I'd say the name, it's like, this isn't some Alex Johnson or whatever, but George Soros did destroy the pound at one time. Like, that was how he got famous. That's how everyone, before people started blaming him for every protest, he was just like, just an innocent businessman. He was like, oh, if I buy all of the pound right now, I can crash it and destroy England financially. <laughs> and so he did. And uh, that was, I didn't know what to think about it, but I thought... A yeah, I was deed. too young. In hindsight, I was like, oh, I could have <laughs> bought fish and chips and it wouldn't have cost $40. But so there's a. Um, yeah, sorry, I got distracted. So that's good news for your mom, though. That's a valuable house at that point. Yeah, it's, it's, it's she's, you know, it's it's just weird because like it's like, yay, good for my mom. I will never be able to afford a house. Great. Right. But like, whoa. Good for her, though. Yeah, good yeah. for her. <laughs> <laughs> just like yeah. mom can yeah. move in. <laughs> yeah, get some bunk beds. Is it the is it the childhood house? So it's yeah, like, I've, like it's okay. the one I've lived that I lived in from like five until I moved from age five until I moved out. Before that, you know, there was the old parental divorce situation. So mm -hmm. that yeah, house, I, I, that. I we visited that house, the house I lived in, like from my birth onwards. And I, I was like, mm -hmm. wow, it's smaller than I recognize, and the neighborhood is a lot more insufferable because. Mm. They all, my old my first elder neighborhood was like in an area where like we jokingly refer to it as Nappy Valley, like as nappies. Okay. Oh, the diapers! It's where all the like the, the young middle class like mums with all the like plastic surgery and the stuff. They're like, yeah, let's go get birth. Here's my Montessori nursery, and I'm gonna send my kid here, and then I've got to take them right. to ballet classes at some point. I don't know. The Vic the Victoria Beckham wannabes, the posh. Nouveau posh. Well, no, then the, the posh posh neighborhoods. Those are like I want to say. Uh... <laughs> I was like, oh, what the fuck is cat? <laughs> Matt has six cats, so this I is do. one. Oh my god, I used to have six cats. My mum did anyway. Um, oh hell yeah! Like the posh nice. neighborhoods, are like Kensington, Maida Vale. Um, where else? Chelsea, obviously, like the really Chelsea, posh, right, places, right. Like, all the way of like it, the right in the middle, and also in West London, like Chiswick, for instance, is way out west, but it's like that's where a bunch of actors and stuff live. So. I've heard of Chiswick, yeah, Chelsea for <laughs> sure. <laughs> I know, I know that. I know word. His name. Oh, what a nice cat! I haven't seen that one yet. Um, <clears throat> but uh, hell yeah! So. What's your advice for those who want to move to London? Like, is it? Tell <laughs> <laughs> your standards. <laughs> okay. You're not, yeah. Yeah. There are some crimes rent-wise around here. I mean, mm. like, it's, it's, it's better, the, like, because the, London is structured in, like, zones. So the center of London is called Zone 1. And then mm. it's, like, like, concentric rings outward. So, like, Zone 1, Zone 2, Zone 3, Zone 4, Zone 5, Zone 6. The further out you go, obviously, the more affordable it is because you're having to travel in further, assuming you work anywhere near the center of the city, right? Because it's kind of operating on the assumption that, like, you're going you're gonna to be a person with a career that, like, makes you commute in and stuff like that. So, right. Um, also, try, like, just never go for the trendy neighborhoods because those are going, well, eh, if you could find somewhere, then do. But, like, I don't know how I've 
I don't really have advice for people who want to move to London because like <laughs> I, I, I just I've just I've just been here. <laughs> I, I I don't know how, mm. I don't know the process of like moving in. Um, I had to move back here, but I, I, I just was like, I moved back in with my mom for a while and I found this place, but I, you know, it's, it's a good right. city. I think, I think there are a few, like there's some, it's one of the few true cities in the world. I think I was like talking mm-hmm. to someone about, like there's like obviously New York, there's like, uh, you know, the big Shanghai, Bangkok, like the true cities that are like yeah, really yeah. packed in and everything. Paris, is, like, does Paris in. count? Or is this semantic Paris. I don't think it counts in the same way. It, it doesn't like Ooh. it's a different vibe. They're very different okay. vibe. Yeah, they're broke. They're broke boys over there. So. <laughs> it's not a financial no center. Inside. No, I, I think I think that's one of the things is like to be like a like I don't want to say true city like it means anything, but I think the thing yeah. is that makes true cities true cities is they do have they are like hubs of finance somehow, and that, because that that makes them like a that filthy lucre. Like, yes, that's people. You know. What's the word? Yeah, clustering. Yeah, Gringotts Bank is in London. (laughs) (laughs) One of the anti-Semitic goblins. Harry Potter. Oh yeah. (laughs) Stop that! Stop that anti-Semitism, J.K. Rowling, and anyone else. I don't want to date this because there will probably be some new anti-Semite, so I won't say his name. But (laughs) uh, come on, buddy. Like I'm not that. (laughs) <laughs> I'm not gonna like wade in like he can. No, then we don't need to wade in. So just leave on the table. Just like it's like a battle. It's like yeah. someone's taking a shit on the table. And we're just like, well, <laughs> someone's taking a shit yeah. on the table. That's what that's what's happened basically. Yeah. Who? Seen, not, <laughs> don't you're not. I'm not gonna fall for it. Um, <laughs> moving on. Gringotts Bank, uh, 33rd Station. Okay, so the other part of London is yes. There are many parts of London. <laughs> how is how is moving to Brighton? Because Brighton is there's a Brighton in Ontario. And it's got a beach, Brighton Beach. Yeah, also London. A, that's why I. That's probably why they called it Brighton because Brighton has a beach as well. Mm. Like it's the it's one where. So it's a pebble beach. It's not a sand beach. Oh. Beach, but people still dis- descend from the rest of the country every year. I imagine. To, yeah, which makes it a horrible place during the summer. Um, right. Because it's literally just like you can't move across like the like anywhere near the city or in the city or on the beach because it's just people stretched out going bright red as Brits tend to do. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah, I do. What the fuck is sunscreen, right? Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know. It was a night. It was. It was. A, I moved down for university. It was. It was mm. nice. Um, I didn't really do much because I was cripplingly shy. Mm. So I was just like, I'm just going to stay in my room. The entire time I'm here, and uh, Hit kind the of bong. <laughs> and fail upwards through my degree. Um, oh, hell yeah! Yeah, um, I don't know. I did fine. I got a first in the end. I had to. I had to get my bragging. No way! Yeah. Did you do um, the valedictorian speech or whatnot? No, fuck no, fuck no. I wasn't that good. I just, no. I just, I'm just like, oh my god, thank god, I got the highest qualification of degree. I didn't do the best. That's anything. Ah, god, yeah. Um. Well, what was I saying? What was I saying? What was I saying? Uh, Brighton. Brighton is yeah, a yeah. little town. It has a very high opinion of itself because it's like we're the most left wing, we're the most woke, we're the coolest, we're the everything. It's like, guys, you're actually just the most insufferable. <laughs> you know. But yeah, so we'll unpack that too. You said earlier it's the gayest city, meaning statistically yeah. 
the most no, LGBTQ. No, it's got a historic reputation of being the most like it's got a really strong like LGBTQ okay. culture, like presence. It's had like all the gay bars and stuff like that. Um, there's been like yeah. cultural institutions there and stuff like that, which is interesting because I think the city itself started as like one of the you know aristocracies like seaside shag pads basically he was just like i just need, I need a palace on the side of just on the on the beach just like you know just so i can take my mistresses and my wife there or something like that fucker i think that was right. most of it. there's a lot yeah. of like regency period like architecture it's quite nice but it's also just like uh, this is this is that what that is because there's the brighton pavilion um which is like the big like tourist attraction in the center of town and it's i think a an example of what i think is called indo-saracenic architecture which means Ooh. it's got the interesting like you know uh onion okay oh sorry you you cut for a second can you you cut at indo-saracenic can you explain that again indo-saracenic architecture i don't know what that like actually literally translates so i just know that you can kind of it's like it's got the interesting like onion shaped domes yes like, right yeah you know what i mean uh, so been, it's uh, a bit unique in the uk for that reason hell yeah i've been researching uh tartarian theory to find of out what it is here. <laughs> yeah and uh <laughs> yeah see you know all the you know all the honey pots yeah already of like like uh manly p hall and people like this the, uh, the occultists <laughs> so i was very curious this is a good segue um what was your degree? And you do seem, all British people know a lot about the esoteric. I'm just going to paint <laughs> with a broad brush now. You definitely don't. But, um, no. My degree was in philosophy and sociology. Hell yeah. Yeah. Continental or? Uh, Continental, obviously. Like, it, you know, I think that was analytics. most of what was available at Sussex. I don't think there was a massive, mm. like, analytical focus. Like, if, if, if no. you want to do a big amount of, like, analytic philosophy, Oxbridge is apparently the way to go. They do most right. of the, yeah. I had a friend who I wondered that she was because you guys, you guys, the analytic was kind of England's fault. I felt like, but like Bertrand Russell, <laughs> dorks. Sorry. No, I, yeah, don't read, don't read those Germans or French people. But amen. What was <laughs> well, Matt? You don't read anything. You just read Spider Man. Don't fucking read. Read, yeah, read comic books. That's where the real shit is. That's applicable to your real damn life. Yeah, Matt's in a comic book degree right now. Graphic yeah. novel. Oh, you get an ad when I 15 years graphic. in. Yeah, they're not freaking comic books, okay? They're not dolls. <laughs> they're action figures. They're Funko Pops. They're, but, um, they're not dolls or Funko Pops. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So what, um, if I may be so bold, what was your focus in the philosophy? I didn't really have a focus. I again, when I describe myself as failing upwards, it was genuinely. I'm just such a dabbler by nature. I hate getting too narrowly focused in anything because oh, yeah. I, I'm very much a, like a what's the phrase? Like, why does an ocean jack of all trades? Yeah. Well, the oh wait, now I I can use this snappy one, which I was trying to find the other day. A German guy came, or no, a Russian guy. Pardon me, a Russian guy said it. Um. He was, I think he was a Hegel fella, but he got all famous for, there's hedgehog people and fox people, the hedgehog and the fox. And a hedgehog, a fox is someone who knows many things uh, broadly. And then a hedgehog is someone who knows one thing very deeply. Sonic and, and tails. Yeah, yeah, because this was, <laughs> if I had not dropped out of my history and archaeology degree, I would have switched to arguing that 
Sonic and Tails of the Sega Genesis was based on what's this guy's name? He's, he's just like a, a Russian pop science guy. Sorry, totally... I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to spoil that for you. No, no, I didn't no, know you were going there. That's just what came <laughs> to my mind. You're as sharp. You're sharp as a whip. That's probably why you're still as cool. Because uh, yeah, no, I was just thrilled that I like when the collective unconscious unconscious. <laughs> links up you know uh russian hedgehog fox guy don't screw me now google that at oh, home isaiah isaiah berlin that's who it is yes i don't even i don't know if he's any good or not he moved to england I, I can't remember but, about. but yeah when someone means to say i'm a jack of all trades you can say no you're a fox yeah or, Every time one of your buddies is like, I don't know many things, but I know one thing very deeply, you can be like, oh, we got, we got Sonic over here. over here. Yeah, yeah. A prick, as we call them. <laughs> but, uh, that's a good joke. Uh, what's the difference between a hedgehog and a Ferrari? A or what? A Porsche. A Porsche. A head, it's a car. I know they don't have cars in Newfoundland, but uh, what's the difference... <laughs> Between a hedgehog and a Porsche. I don't in a, know. In a Porsche, the pricks are on the inside. Uh, <laughs> crazy. Yeah. That's why that's why people tune in is for the chuckles that they get. <laughs> it's just a laugh riot. For the hearty chuckles. What what the hell do people tune in for? I don't listen to this. I don't know what it's like. <laughs> Commenters I, I just make sure yeah, no email one. Nathan. Yeah. Uh, why you Why you listen to this, <laughs> well, Matt? You were You were complaining. No one DMs you. So DM Matt dot Snooks. Why? Yeah. Like Adverse. Uh, yeah. But I will not only look at your message. I'll reply and be friends with you in real life. Yeah. He certainly won't ignore it or I ignore contact you. I do too. Those yeah, fucking I've friends, that. man. Very, very hard to get you on here. Um. <clears throat> <laughs> no, I'm yeah, not DMs, yeah. talking to any of these freaks. Sometimes, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes it's definitely, yeah. I like when people hit like on the pictures that I post. That's yeah. what I like. That's all and that matters, like, baby. I, I'm gonna comment on it, or I'm gonna DM you and tell you about a bomb I'm building. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I'm not do you get a lot of those? I got a few, yeah. I even had this one person, she followed me, and then I have, like, a bunch of people I just follow back, because if I have, like, several mutuals with them, or they, or if I see they post a lot, and it's, like, weird stuff, then I'll be like, okay, cool, I'll follow this person. So this person followed someone else who I was following, and this this person just in create mode said, I really, he wrote something like, I have a strong urge to kill in like creative mode. (laughs) And I just thought, (laughs) I just thought it was a bit like I was, I saw, I was like, (laughs) I mean, I I don't even think I hit like heart on that particular story. I was just like, oh, he's riffing. That's cool. But then this other person like contacts me very concerned and is like, people you follow are saying these things. Oh, and I would have replied. So if you're listening, I'll reply to you now. But then she blocked me too before I could reply. And I was like, that's not what I'm supposed to, what am I supposed to do? Like 
hey, don't don't supposed to stop amplifing negative voices in the damn community. I was just following it. I wasn't like, yo, check this out. Everyone should kill people. See, this could be a highlight. (laughs) I just, (laughs) (laughs) but um, yeah. So I don't, I don't know. When you have a podcast, people get way madder at you than when you don't. What I've noticed, which is deserved. It's fair. Yeah, yeah. Word. There's too, there's too many. None of us (laughs) are putting our whole heart in it. But no, we're we're still gonna. You're putting your whole heart into this. I think. I I feel you. I feel your soul in this. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm proud of it. I think it'll last through the eons. A thousand but, uh, years of beta Yeah. You're all a special Babe of Babel and Matt Snooks, uh, both guests and cherished co hosts. And you should still do your Matt, you should do your finish your video uh montage thing, your cute little project. It's not a video montage. <laughs> I know. <laughs> It's about like Call of Duty work. montages. Hey, I'm gonna do those. Don't steal that. But yeah, my uh, uh, my uh, my let's plays that we're gonna be releasing under the Betaverse label. Hey, is Gordo sending you my DMs making fun of me? Because I said he should do a answer the question. No, no, I haven't. All right. <laughs> Why? No, tell me more of it. He was, I messaged him. I was like, yo, what's up, man? And he was like, oh, I stayed up all night playing Civilization 4. I was like, really? And he was like, yeah, until 7 a.m. I was like, oh, you should record those and put them on YouTube because that'd be cool. But sorry, Laura, we're just uh, (laughs) planning things out. Um, So when did you get into Instagram? Um, And was it, I looked back and I, because I found you, my name is the last male poet and I do follow poetry accounts to like keep up, keep up with the real poets. (laughs) But it was like a smaller account had reposted one of yours. And I was like, Oh, that's good. That's like a real poem. And then I followed you and you fall back. But I looked back in your, I did some homework and it, you were more meme oriented at the start. I don't know. I I don't even think about, I, 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 I just kind of classifying. I don't know what I, I think I started at some point, I think as most people did during the pandemic, mm. back when I, I, cause I, I started because I was following a bunch of the theory gram accounts, like the OG ones, the fake gram. Right. And yeah. Was oh yeah. Fake, fake all them. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. uh, and Hammeraba as, as you may know. Oh um, yeah. Oh, you, do you know, you know them in IRL? The no, 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 no. Cause, cause he lives all the way in California. So, ah, Sorry, we don't mean to dox you, Hammer Robert, but (laughs) another great poet on there. I've never, I haven't really tried to curate my page. I like, I honestly just was like, I want to make friends online because I'm, I am poorly socialized. (laughs) (laughs) I, I just started posting. And here I am. That's that's the entire story of it, basically. I've met some. I've made lots of like really good friends on on Instagram, actually. Like lots of really like people I would genuinely consider proper friends. And, uh, yeah. in, and obviously, through my Instagram page, I found my living situation because I found. Oh, nice. Her. Yeah, she disappeared though. She's left Instagram, but um, mm. it's you know, it's all it's it's been a net good. I would say it's also been a huge waste of time. Uh, <laughs> so I'm supposed to be like putting together my own collection of like a collection of stuff for someone to publish thanks to this page. Just, Hell yeah! It's just it's a bit it's a lot of work, and I yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. Is it at the phase we can plug it? Um, no, God, no. No? Okay. I, I'm still writing. I'm still in the like, oh, I have to fill up 80 pages with this shit. What am I going to do? Oh, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. I have a I have a book that's supposed to come out. It's late. Um, <laughs> so, which I got from just changing my name to the last male poet when they asked me to. So shout out academic fraud, but um, <clears throat> that's coming too. So all books will be plugged. So when you do have yours, uh, feel free to come back on. We'll push it. Nice. But <laughs> yeah, Instagram, it's the recurring motif when you say, Matthew, that a lot of us got posting heavy during the pandemic. Yeah. yeah. I think that's when I uh, got into the game as well. I uh, I started because I was like, oh, damn. Uh, I could probably just grow an account. I've been on the internet for a while. I could probably grow an account by like posting bullshit memes that I just see and then <laughs> fucking sell it for some money or like do ads or some shit. That was my uh, initial plan. <laughs> and then I... And then I would have yeah. made loads of money. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, damn. Yeah. I'm going to fucking make bank running an Instagram <laughs> meme page. Um, <laughs> And now I've realized that podcasting is the only way to make money. <laughs> yeah. Now we're count with that. Those Patreon numbers are just skyrocketing. Like we're still at zero. But yeah, it's definitely, the, definitely part of the pandemic. Definitely like, yeah, 2020 or so. I probably made the account. See, we just, yeah, we just do it every week. Uh-huh. It was meet, a good way. Cool, cool people. And uh, those with the urge to kill and get people mad at you. You can do all these things and more on Instagram. So why not? Why not? <laughs> I honestly, I figured like meme pages were run by just absolute fucking cretins. So I was like, I'm mm. a little normal than what I imagine. I'm a little more normal than what I imagine the average yeah. meme page curator to be like. So I was like, oh, I'm, I already have an advantage. And then I realized that there was just like a lot of like normal and cool people who were, yeah. who were behind these pages. Which is insane. I sincerely thought there was w like one or two per like as you said, uh, Laura, like uh, Furygram, which I was there pretty early on, but didn't didn't get anywhere because I didn't know how to use Photoshop. So, um, <laughs> but I assumed there was like one group chat, and like once you were in it, you would message like, oh, "I yeah. am now posting a meme." And everyone else would be like, affirmative, we will now all share the meme. You are now a celebrity. And so I just assumed it was like this circle. And then once you were in it, then you're like, it was set. Which I think maybe like, fuck Jerry or like, what's that? A trash can Paul or those fucking assholes. Um, they probably do it that way. Sorry to uh, pre-Miles and Alex, by the way. I tried to do no cuss November, I mean December, and it didn't work at all. But... <laughs> Follow the Gulch Pod if you want to try and limit your swearing, um, but don't stop listening to this. Just yeah, do it. Who cares? But, we should <clears> stop <throat> swearing on this. I think. Yeah. 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 Can, it's cheap. It. It's easy. It's sinful. I could try, right. but I'm British, so it, it's like breathing. Yeah. No, yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be able and to. British British people swearing is comedy gold too. So <laughs> you should swear more. Cuss like cuss like a blooming sailor. Wait, wait, like, I do. I'm just now. I'm self conscious about it. Yeah. Also, we have we have we 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 say we say cunt with way more abandon than you guys do. Yeah, which is yeah. So fun. I can't wait to make my trip to the states and be like, guys, <laughs> look what I can do. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's the difference between like British and Australian uses of that? 
Not oh, not as mass. No, so so the the it's Scottish on Australian. Their their usage is almost entirely the same because it, it's it's right. it's it's borderline a term of endearment for them. You know, oh, in Australia, wow. you can't uh, uh, like your mate a cunt and uh, a cunt's your mate. You know, if that makes sense. Yeah, kind of thing. I'm t- talking to a Scottish guy who's trying to get on, Mister Bean Bone Millionaire. Um, he was saying "cunt's still a bad word in Scotland that you like say pejoratively. He's in. He calls it Eden. He's in Eden out of Dunedin. It's not Dunedin down under though. It's Scotland. And now I can't do. I have to think Shrek to do my Scot. My Scot. I can't do a good Scottish. But have you spent time in Scotland? Do you know the Scots? I know like nothing about them besides Shrek. I was a Canadian. No, I keep meaning no. to go. It's a beautiful country. Just from what like my friends who are from there have like sent yeah. pictures. I've been to Ireland a couple times, like both like Northern Ireland and like the Republic, like Ireland proper. Right, normal um, Ireland. Ireland. Yeah. Normal. <laughs> <laughs> I heard they um, don't like British people in Ireland, or is that not the case? As no, they're, they're fine with it. It's just, like, okay. it's just, it's just like some parts. more than like every other part of the UK, and then like Ireland as well. They're right. not a fan of the English because <laughs> mm. we're, yeah, yeah. we're, we're we're the problem. Amen. You're the the scapegoat. Yeah, yeah. Canada's the only one that didn't get mad. We were just like, oh, we like you guys. Like (laughs) in Ontario, there's people called the loyalists that are just like so proud they didn't rebel. Yeah, can't. Our ancestors left America because we love England so much. We're the loyalists. Yeah, we're really weird about it here. Like America obviously has their little beef. I don't know how Australia feels, but like we're like so fucking. Australia's like a strange cousin. We don't even think about them. <laughs> yeah. Did I? My, well, we have to because Canada's crawling with Australians. I guess they don't really go to really? England that much. Yeah, yeah. So much that any British person, especially someone with like a North London accent, um, we all assume it's like, oh, you're Australian. Maybe it's just me. Maybe. Uh, I, I, haven't, I don't know if I've met any. But I am on British a tiny Australian? gay little island with Fifty people. So, I've definitely, right. I've definitely met a British person Isn't or two. I got surprised that someone was British. Actually, um, I sold him like a art print, and the first time he fucking opened his mouth, I was like, "Holy shit!" He should have fucking warned me, bro. That's <laughs> <laughs> so. That's the question that like um, I often get as a joke. Is it's like, "Oh, so you're British?" And I'm like, "Yeah." Like, but why? <laughs> why? <laughs> why? <laughs> Why not? Like, you know, I wish I had an answer. Um, mm-hmm. You had no say in the matter. No, it was purely, you know, it was a lottery, basically. <laughs> Although, you know, and no disrespect to the people that like grow grow up there um, and whatnot, but Britain's the one when whenever somebody from who I knew from Canada would like go somewhere, you know, for a a semester or whatever. They came back from England. They'd always have little. They'd have a little touch, and like, oh, sorry, <laughs> I just drops it. Like Madonna did that too. And stuff. Like, <laughs> well, I married Why? a British guy, so now I can have this accent. That's Does how that, that works. Because and then British people know, like you guys all know what the real accent sounds like, and like what the American, you know, like, oh hello, and like, <laughs> like <laughs> wait, do that again. <laughs> Hello there, I'm British, isn't it? 
What's all this sin? Go on out in a... I don't know. A cheerio, good chap. Tell you, good chap. Go on out in the pub with my mates, watch some footy. I love yeah. the way that, like, the only accents that North Amer- anyone from North America ever does, it's either Cockney or it's, like, received pronunciation. My one. Oh, yeah. There's only received. two. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so, so, so the posh accent that, you, that it often gets imitated is called received pronunciation because you received mm. it through a proper education. <laughs> oh, and, yeah. and the, they're the public schools or the posh schools. Yes, the, po- the posh schools are called the public schools. <laughs> right. A little um, switcheroo. Like, no, wash ones are called state schools. Ah, okay, so state, yeah, that does sound worse than public. But in America, I don't know if it's this bad. We don't have Gordo to confirm, but he'd probably say like, "Yeah, it's bad." Uh, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty good impression. <laughs> Been working on, it. but uh, <laughs> love you, Gordo. Uh, I hope he's okay. I haven't checked to see where yeah. he is. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I could have just said, oh, yeah, Gore's hey. <laughs> But uh, no, uh, was, I should have left it. Maybe I'll trim it because it sounded better. But yeah, the go. public schools there sound rough. Um, did you go to a public or a state school? Not to like pocket watch. <laughs> I went to, so yeah, I went to mostly state schools. I, mm-hmm. I, there are a couple of times where, so I went to private nursery, kind of red nursery, what we call, I think, is what you guys call kindergarten week reception i think right um and then i went to a, a state school after my parents divorced because there was like oh I want money um <laughs> and then i tried to go to so what I, so i'm trying to figure out how like the how your i don't know how canada's school system maps onto the uk's one but like so from like age i want to say five or six to age 11 you go to what's called primary school mm-hmm. and then after that you go to secondary school and i know that like in in the states they have like middle school which is where they partition off the pubescent children away from the rest of society which i think is a very good idea and also a very horrible idea at the same time but um i tried to do like a year of secondary school at a state school and i had a nervous breakdown because i was like just i was like ah i'm so i'm so anxious all the time everyone is like horrible to me all the time so my mom was like okay that's not happening and i got sent to like a tiny little steiner school for a couple mm-hmm. years and steiner schools are the ones that are like uh based on like the philosophy developed by a mr rudolf steiner oh you know. oh shit yeah. we're gonna get i thought you said stoner school no well it's the oh, same oh, difference yeah. really that's why I but rudolf steiner yes <laughs> I, I just learned about rudolf steiner a few years ago i was working with a very annoying guy um who turned, he said he was the preeminent Rudolf Steiner scholar in New York City. And I was like, I fucking hate this guy. But I looked at <laughs> Rudolf Steiner and he seemed cool, cooler than this guy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, he wasn't Theosophy, but he was like. No, it was Anthroposophy, is what he had, is what he developed. Right, right. Yeah. Which, oh, I could take this to the direction we shouldn't take this but a certain country in world war ii was really wrestling with itself because they liked all his farm stuff yeah they also didn't like his heritage but then no. he was also kind of a fascist himself you know, he had these weird racial theories 
Rudolf Steiner. I think I remember hearing about that. Um, I, mm. I have a friend who was also like a really preeminent Rudolf Steiner enthusiast slash scholar. And I think I remember her, hearing her like explain and contextualize all this because like the weird like... Defending it. Yeah, it was strange times. It was really weird times. It was but... strange. Um, but that wasn't really so much of a thing in... There wasn't that wasn't present in they any. They didn't cover that part. They yeah. didn't. They definitely didn't cover that part. Um, yeah. I just remember the fact that like it was a tiny school that was in like a shed on a field, basically, mm-hmm. and and we had to wear like Wellington boots to school every day because it was that muddy all the time, and um, most of my teachers were German. <laughs> ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. What well, it was German and Swiss. I think he went to the Swiss Alps. He fled and then died of illness. I think, but. He had, it was crazy because he really influenced education and farming, like at the same time, which is pretty broad. But I guess if you think ecologically, holistically, the two come together. Um, And um, with that note, do you guys mind if we take a two minute break and like not an escape route break if anyone wants to? Yeah. And then come back. Bye bye, me. Okay, cool. And then we'll go into fitness and well-being because we do need to cover this. Okay. Do. Be right back. Cool. I'm going to turn my camera mic off. Absolutely. And to find love, should we say that? Maybe we should say that. <laughs> well, let's not jinx it. Let's but, not yeah. jinx it. But everyone at home, pray for Gordo. Give him a little, <laughs> pray him a little prayer. Yeah, that he finds what he's looking for out there. Thank you, Will. I'm not worried. Not worried about the boy. Um, <clears throat> Rudolf Steiner School, and then with the philosophy, is it safe to say that? So we clarified: not everyone in England knows about the occult, the theosophy, yeah. and the what's Steiner's thing called again? Rainbowosophy. <laughs> Anthroposophy. Anthroposophy, right? It's a hard one to say ten times fast. Um, are you interested in those things? Have you delved into? I am. I've I've, I've done my share of delving. I've got my uh, got my little bulbs up there. Um, but again, it's the wide as an ocean deep as a puddle thing. So, and also, I'm dog shit at talking about my interests. So, I'm 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 really doing terribly as a podcast guest. I will say that. Um, no, you're doing great. I, you know, it, it's it's something that I think started with like an interest. In, like when I was doing my. It started a little bit before before my philosophy degree, more may, maybe developed alongside it, because you know you're reading about the history of philosophy and stuff like that. So you know you, you crack open a little bit of Plato, for instance, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> and mm-hmm. so you you know, and then like for you know context, you read about like the history and people explaining, it, and then you're like, oh, who are the Neoplatonists? Interesting, right. and then, like because once you go like you learn a little about about Neoplatonism, you're like, oh no, there was a re- there was a Renaissance involvement. Mm. Oh, okay, bunch of weird culture happened. Cool. And so, you know, right. it was more about like, it's always been about understanding the like place and the role that these like esoteric or, um, because they're, 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 they're yeah. kind of connected religions. They're like, they're, 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 they're sidelined forms of spirituality that have been, mm-hmm. um, sort of, you know, because, because the church and then Shunned away. Yeah, yeah. Hidden. the legitimate religion has had to sort of define itself against these things. So, and I just like to understand like where these things have actually played like, relatively interesting roles in like the development of ideas that have become central to culture and things like that so you know i'm totally. 
I wrote a paper about like Isaac Newton's interest in alchemy and stuff like oh. that. And like, cause you know, he, I didn't know this, but he'd done like his own translation of the Emerald Tablet of Hermes Trismegistus. And, oh, hell yeah. You know, Wait, sorry, it cut, out, it cut out the name. Who did you write a, a paper about? Isaac Newton. Isaac, Isaac Newton. Newton. Oh, yeah, yeah. He yeah. was a big alchemist. Yeah, nobody yeah. knew that. Yeah. yeah. Or a few people. Some people did. Some foxes. Um, but- and, it's, and, and just like learning more about how like the, you know, the proper, how early modern science like evolved directly out of these like uh, interests in these esoteric texts and things like that. Like, you know, um, trying to, or, or just like out of, out of, in reference to things that we would understand these days as esoteric, because whether or not something gets, get like, gets like contextualized or like interpreted as being like, ooh, spooky. It's very much a recent yeah. thing. Like, ah. Uh, Particular on um, des- deciding that certain things are like spooky, weird, occult, esoteric is very much right. a. So I think it's gonna. I think the best boy to periodize is like, Victorian. I want to say. Oh it's yeah, like yeah, that's what I was looking for. Yeah, that's when they really so, tried to be uh, policing that stuff. Well, it's not uh, policing, but more like delineate because with the with the increasing like presence and like you know developments in science, there needed to be like I think there was a. A desire for stricter boundaries around like what was science what was religion what was like you know spirituality and what was nonsense and stuff like that so they wanted to, they they really started setting yeah. up these actual barriers around everything yeah i yeah yeah the spe- specific or uh atomization of it and segmentized because i got into archaeology with the view of like you know the great british British heroes of archaeology, like ripping mummies open to see if there's jewels <laughs> in them, and, like shooting people <laughs> with muskets, and like Indiana Jones hitting people with get back. This is my this is my gold, and then we were just like, this should be in a museum. Yeah, yeah. Now it was just like negotiating how to give back all this stuff that we stole, and I was a mailman, so I was like, that's boring. I want to steal shit. I don't want to give it back, so I left. But uh, <laughs> um, how much of like the his how archaeology is a discipline was basically just like rich men being like let's yeah, let's go country and I want to yeah. add it to my collection type thing. Yeah, he's like I'm tired of shooting lions and <laughs> making dogs. I'm going to shoot people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, digging up. Let's dig up the bones, Jenkins, and great times. Because I was bad at math. Were you a good math? Were you a math magician, Matt? No, no, no. like I. Not at all. I mean, like, yeah, yeah. I, I was, I was okay. You know, I kind of liked it to some degree, but that's not where I, that's not where I went at all after uh, yeah. high school. I stunk, but I thought that was something I found out was a cult after that they should have included in the math lesson. I would have paid closer attention. Was Pythagorean theory <laughs> was made by a guy who was human sacrificing people that he'd put people. On a thing and like cut them open. That was we, Pythagoras. We like, actually did so get a bit of a. Angle. We actually did get a bit of a oh. learning on a, like the the Pythagorean cult and all that in our uh, math oh, classes, yeah. which was interesting. Really? Yeah, I remember like not really understanding what the hell it had <laughs> to do with math or anything because we didn't really learn anything else about ancient Greece other than there was Pythagoras. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. I guess math has probably killed more people than any other. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. That's why we got to ban that shit. Missiles. Yeah, ban, ban math. There is no good reason for it anymore. Haven't we come no. far enough? God damn it. 
Society has some, to grasp lost the need for yeah. Some answers shouldn't be known. Exactly. Right. Some X's should not be found. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now there's set theory, and that's just that just solves it. It's like, well, anything can equal anything. <laughs> but I would but yeah. I'll say fuck set theory, but if the set theorist wants to come on. I don't know what set can, theory is. No one, no one does except set theorists. <laughs> that's so, fair. That's fair. I got a few. Uh, I got a few like comp sci friends. They probably know all about mm. set theory and fucking nerd shit like that. School, nerd like stuff. higher education, is completely different. If you're like, like smart, smart versus like, you know, idiot humanities like us, <laughs> like me, anyways, like me. I won't drag well, y'all down with me. I was a humanities. Yeah, yeah. Like, like my, all my friends who were doing like hard sciences and shit would be like, "Oh, I got this. I got this fucking midterm where I have to do, you know, like fucking fifteen pages shit." And I was like, "Oh, I have like fucking book club. I have like a seminar where I have to talk about two chapters in a book." <laughs> I have to write. I have to write about. I have to write three pages on how I feel. <laughs> yeah, I have to write fucking feelings essays and like fucking passionate bullshit. And they're just like, oh, I have to do fucking eight hours of like computer bullshit work. And I'm like, oh man, yeah, it's crazy. They get a job. They get a job yeah, yeah. I guess that's the difference. Yeah, is they get they a job instead of a uh, realization <laughs> of how bad things are. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. I liked university. Uh, yeah, no, I did, I did too. It great. It's it's definitely good. It's a, is it a scam? Absolutely, but you you know, yeah. you probably should go for it. Take a few years, drop out or finish. Either <laughs> or, it's fine. I just LinkedIn thinks I finished. Uh, uh, there I you go. That's all that sweet. matters. That's why but I get a little nervous. Yeah, I'm like, oh yeah, we're gonna check your background. Can we call your university? It's the like, main oh, loss. The main reason I dropped out is that I started applying to places pretending I had my BA in anthropology and uh, Mm. no one was biting. So I was like, ah, fuck it. This isn't even fucking worth it. Even if I had this shit, I wouldn't get a fucking job. Skip the middleman. Exactly. And yeah, are you invest in Bitcoin? (laughs) Invest in baking. That's a baker. I'm not a baker, I'm a barista. I work oh, at a bakery, bad. though. At a bakery. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Are you interested in learning? Me. And you probably have to get at like 4 a.m. though, right? 3 a.m. Yeah, no, the bakers like do actual work there. I'm not interested in that at all. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, what field are you in, Laura? If you, if unless that's too. Uh, yeah, I've got to keep. I've got to keep. Uh, discreet. About my. Uh, about my. Otherwise, I, I, you know, I have creepy people who would definitely try and trap me down. I see. I, I can, I can sort of vaguely say that I do like stuff related to. Actually, I do, unfortunately, like it's Thanks. a specific enough job that like I can't. <laughs> that's fair. That's, that's fair. fair. Is it well? Because I maybe this still helps my point for those who are before I make everyone drop out, which. If this was Contbot, he would say, "Yeah, drop out, everybody, drop out." And um, don't drop out. Just don't work. pay tuition and keep going. Nobody's <laughs> fucking checking. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then just show up and learn. Um, but would you say you are working in something outside of your field of study? No, I, I, it's 
Well, it's not something in my field of study. I'm not doing fucking academic philosophy. <laughs> not considering the metaphysics of the world. Okay. Um, um, it's, it's, it's something where like the, the, like I get to use at least some of the ways that my brain was taught to think by my degree, I want to say. Mm-hmm. So it's, not, it's, it's very much like I, I get to do a fair bit of analysis. Oh, very cool. Hell yeah. That's well, the most um, important part, I think, is like actually learn like i don't know it's easy to say like oh it's all scam but like i don't know i learned so much about like yeah myself and the way the you know ways of thinking of yeah. things and stuff like that another thing mm-hmm. i used to think was a sham before i started was a gym membership <laughs> here we go look at that look at that i remember yeah, what this is about this is why we pay Matt the big bucks is his transitions <laughs> Number one transitioner. <laughs> oh, look, we're we're going to leave that. We're going to. We're not going to make any. But uh, we love Matt. We love Matt's transitions. Um, Matt's journey. Yeah. How did you? Because I was going to transition too, but I like yours. Um, so you have these <laughs> creepy guys uh, or girls who may or may not find you. What motivated you to get into fitness, but specifically lifting? Because we've got um, a certified lifter on our hands. <laughs> um, I, I don't actually remember what made me want to start. I think I was just kind of like, this again, because I, th- during a pandemic, well, just after the gyms opened up again, I remember, mm-hmm. um, I'm trying to remember actually, because there was a point, like, sort of, because the UK like opened up and then shut down again, basically. So during the time I opened up at some point during the pandemic, I got to go to the gym for like a month, right? And I was like, okay, I don't hate this because I need it. Because after like being cooped up at home, I was like, fuck, let me the fuck out of here. And I hated mm-hmm. running. So <laughs> I was just like, I gotta go to the gym. Um, yeah. I tried it and I was like, oh, this is, this is okay. And then the UK shut down again. And so I couldn't go to the gym for a while. Cut to the end of the pandemic here. I'm living here at the, like by then and everything opens up properly. And I'm like, you know what? I should join the gym. I, I liked it last time. And so I just, I, then something kind of just clicked. And I was like, holy shit, this is the best thing ever. turns out I like making myself hurt with like heavy things. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and like, uh, I already knew like in theory, all the stuff about like, oh, you feel better, you sleep better, you know, all this other stuff. Um, and also you look better because muscles, right? So yeah. um, it was mostly just like a thing where I needed something to I needed a ho- I needed a hobby, and I needed something that was going to improve my life in a really like you know direct immediate way, and that's what got me into it. And then I was just like, oh holy shit, this is actually really fun because every time I go, I'm doing better than I was doing last week. Holy shit, yeah. immediate progress, and I'm someone who like otherwise is like, fuck, I'm not seeing immediate progress. I hate this. <laughs> right. Yeah. The uh, the. People start for many reasons, but what I always hear keeps people is the gains, chasing the gains. The gains are nice. Like, like the number go like up is number, really nice. Number, yeah. I, have, like, yeah. I have a little notebook where I keep track of like all of the my progress and stuff, like how many sets and reps and stuff I'm doing week to week, and it is nice. It's just the like because it's not like the the the, the muscles are fun, but I think mm-hmm. the strength muscles because they're slightly different things like you can you'll get you'll get both regardless if you just keep going yeah like you know it's it's more the like i can i can pick up a heavier thing and that feels awesome (laughs) oh yeah yeah i keep trying to do it for the mental health reasons is what i go for because i have a writer friend who is like patiently 
showing me how to do it. But I'm also like, I get, I get freaked out of like, cause he'll be like, do it like this. And then I think I'm doing it like he told me. And then he's like, no, 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 no. You're going to, you're going to break your back if you do it like that. So then I'm like, I'm like scared. I'm like, well, I don't want to like, cause everything works and I've never had back problems or whatever. <laughs> I have this like build, like a peasant, I think uh, <laughs> like I am half English. Like I was just meant to be a day laborer cause I never, I never get like people, Oh, my lower back or I need a massage. Like no knots in my back. I could just be like pulling a mule all day. <laughs> um, and then, but then I go and do the thing and then, yeah, like hurt for three days. Like, yeah, ah, I did it. I fucked my back forever. Well, no, like, cause yeah. when you do, when you get like the pain after you like lift the heavy thing, like that's just delayed onset muscle soreness. And I've stopped getting yeah. that even though I go like, all the fucking time because if you just keep going your body's just like i guess we can't have you hurting all the time fine right you, you smoke yourself through it yeah exactly <laughs> and uh, matt yeah. have you tried hell yeah have you tried lifting matt or like physics not 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 lifting lifting i'm a bit of a machine pussy for now Uh, (laughs) and i've also kind of fallen off since the summer i get super fucking active every summer and then when like it starts to get cold i'm like all right enough of this bullshit i'm gonna i gotta get fat a little bit but no it's it's like I don't know. I remember thinking, especially like with the gym in particular, I remember thinking like, ah, who the fuck needs a gym? I can go outside and fucking have my own weights or whatever. But it's so, I don't know, when you're paying for something and when it's like, okay, 20 bucks is going out of my account every week, no matter what. So I might as well make use of it. Um, And when it's like a specific place you can go to and get your mindset in, I don't know. It's nice. It's nice. And I was definitely like a, a skeptic for a long time. I was definitely like a bit of a hater. Um, well, you, que- you question everything. Like, yeah. And I am a bit of, like, I am absolutely like a lazy asshole, but it's, it's so nice to like feel exhausted and to like, I don't know, go in super early in the morning and then like the rest of the day, you're just like, you know, at least I'm somewhat productive. Yeah. Feels good yeah. Yeah, this is. In- I do. It feels really good just having done that. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, this is inspiring me to get back to it because uh, my basement has it's got the dumbbells downstairs. They don't have the the cross one, the whatever it is, the the the, the big guy. So um, I would always use it. Yeah, <laughs> big guy, big feller. <laughs> There's no big guy down there, so I shouldn't even bother. That's like not working out, and. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, I should do it again. I have this fear because I've always like been a bigger felt, big bone, got a lot of bone on me. So I was like, I could probably like put it on good, well. Um, but my fear has always been because I've watched people do this where they like get super jacked, um, maybe using like substances that you can get if you work at <laughs> call centers. Um, and then they stop. And they get that like gym coach bod where they're just like, like out really far and they just can't like, like old Arnold Schwarzenegger. And, um, and I'm like, Oh, I don't want that like gym coach bod, but I'll probably get it way faster if I don't work out. And then I tell people and they're just like, well, Nate, that would be like, <laughs> you're not going to get like 30 pounds of muscle doing it in a week or whatnot. But 
You'll just yeah. feel better mostly. I mean, yeah. you know, you got it. The impression I get, I've never been super toned physique wise. The impression I get is you got to kind of, you got to be aiming for that, you know. And by the time yeah. you're looking at Arnold Schwarzenegger, you're gonna, you're gonna know. Uh, yeah, I guess yeah. I look at it like playing Dark Souls or whatever, or skateboarding. Where it's like, how hard can it be? Like. Skateboarding's scary. I'm never gonna get on a fucking skateboard in my entire life. Fuck that shit. I did it when I was 14, and I was like really fucking bad at it. But I was a pussy when I was 14. I was more of a pussy than I am now. When I was 14, people did all sorts of crazy shit when they were kids. I didn't do anything. I was fucking terrified. (laughs) I I wouldn't get on a fucking scooter. I was scared of bicycles. (laughs) Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I was like. I learned a bicycle at age six, and I remember feeling at the time like I was really late, really late at that. Jeez. But it was more, I had the twin brother who was like the... I taught myself how to ride a bike like three years ago. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. <laughs> See, that's the challenge. And shout out to all like crypto can't ride bikers. Shout out, out to the late bike are, riders. Yeah, yeah. And you have to secretly get good. Yeah, no you gotta go to like a parking lot in the middle of the night where yeah. like no one's around. You gotta be like, yeah. yeah. No dad to push you. Like, you can't you can't ride a bike, bro? And they're like, hey, this this bro can't ride a bike. Can yeah. We, that happens or, all the can time. You ride a bike for can you ride a bike? Me? Yeah. Oh yeah. I used to ride a bike to and from my Steiner school. Because it was okay, like five You never know with city folk. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, well, what if we bike mog or gas? That's like how a lot of people get to get around the place. We have like cycles. They're like little like blue paint bits on the road for like you to follow if you want to get from one side of London to to another in the quickest possible route on a bike. And I'm just I'm very wary of those, just because I feel like that's just still a recipe for getting hit by a car at like by some. Oh yeah, yeah. Y'all have bike lanes. I think St. John's is probably the least bikeable city on fucking earth. If you tried to ride, it's barely no, even walkable. No, I'll give my argument because in Edmonton, they actively hate cyclists. And I had like three friends. I had all these friends who were like, I bike like I'm a car. And I'm like, well, the reason I don't is that I know I'm not a car <laughs> and I'll get obliterated by fucking Gord in his giant truck yeah. who's not looking. And if he saw me, he'd be like, I fucking hate cyclists. Like, they hate cyclists. I hate like, fucking yeah. cyclists. Get off of the fucking road. Get out of fucking car. <laughs> and they like, this is all our radio was in Edmonton was like, another cyclist was killed. And I knew like a few <laughs> cyclists who died and they rested. Like, a tragic 19-year-old law student volunteer killed on his bicycle. That's not tragic. And they're like, yeah, well, he shouldn't have been in the road. I think it's exactly. Get on the fucking sidewalk. You're a fucking pedestrian with a doohickey. You're not a fucking vehicle, bro. Get the hell out of here. I thought we're not swearing. Are we not swearing? Is that the first time I've swore since then, though? That's impressive, I think. I think that might be a record. We talked about something you were bad Yeah. Don't bring up cyclists, bro. <laughs> I'll get heated <laughs> out. Not fucking. Is it true that no? Is it true that no one in London's allowed to drive? 
No, you're allowed to drive. It's just you a thing. Saying it's called the ULAS zone. I can't remember what it is. Hang on, let me let me remark because it's something to do with like lower lower emission zones where like you get charged for driving. So let me yeah, because that's um, crazy. Yeah, the ultra low emission zone, and at the mm. moment it's like a little part of like sort of central London. Like I want to say zones one and two, I think. Right. But where, uh, where Gringotts is. It should yeah, be actually. a thing though. Like, if you're in a big fucking city, I don't know. What do you need to be you don't really driving a one-person yeah, car? Yeah. You know, like out here, yeah, it's like not yeah, designed for to. cars in like yeah. America in general. Like the whole continent is so sort of sprawled out. But like, I don't know. I'm very envious. Every anytime I hear of like European public transport or anything, I'm like, holy fuck. We get like two That's buses right. that come every like eight hours. Or something. <laughs> yeah. How is the the public transport in London? Oh, it fucking rules. I love I love the London transport system. Even though, so okay, the UK I will say has the most expensive, ridiculous transport system of Europe. But oh, sure. I think it's more. What's a like, month pass cost? A month pass. I don't know. I can't remember. But I just know that, like, so for instance, when I was when I was visiting family in Italy and I wanted to get mm. from Perugia to Rome, I, it took it was like twelve euros. Like each way, right? So oh, it was like this is city to city. Yeah, city to city. It was about a three hour train journey, like t- like ten, twelve euros each way. That's going to be like what eight quid or something like that. Wow. Same yeah, journey, yeah. same distance journey, same length journey in the UK is like it's it's upwards of like fifty quid each way oh, sometimes. Shit. Yeah, it's fucking oh, ridiculous. Like like don't. Oh, you triggered me. You triggered me. Um, like this is a genuine like thing. Like we have the worst. It's the most overpriced. Like. <laughs> Like it's bleeding people dry, and it's it's one of those things where it's, it feels like we're being forced to get cars for some reason. It's like I don't want to no, learn to drive. <laughs> right, um, right. But in terms of like actually in the city, the public transport of London can't. I don't have a bad word to say about it. It's fantastic. I love it very much. Um, mm. So even when so it's how strike, much is a uh, right? Oh, it's on strike now. They, they, there's been a lot of rail strikes recently. Like, so I know that in December there's a bunch of like uh, national rail strikes, and like I think London Transport is also striking in solidarity. Right? Isn't London? Uh, isn't the metro? I would sorry. That's the Montreal word for it. The the tube or whatever it is. Isn't it privatized? <laughs> so there's like tube. <laughs> do, do you need like sixteen different passes? No, no. We just so we have we have one pass. Either you pay with your like contactless on your phone or something like that. Or you have what's called an oyster card. Oyster just, card. Yeah, because the world's your oyster. I heard that. I heard oysters used to be poor people food. And then yes, lobster as well. Crazy. Oh, yeah. no- oh, Newfoundland. They love lobster over there. Do we? I guess. I guess we do love lobster. Yeah. We love fish in general, and I kind of don't right. like fish or anything that comes from the sea. It all has a sort of, I don't know, taste to it. I love I, it's it's hard being. Try you haven't tried lobster? No, I've tried lobster. I just I I've yet I've to try the lobster delicacies, which are jelly mm. deals. <laughs> I've never had a jelly deal. What's a jelly deal? <laughs> It's like it's 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 like a meme food. It's like a traditional British food. No, it's like, oh. what? it's it's it just sounds horrible. I even yeah. though I'm gonna it at some point. Um, the comedians are not very kind yeah. to British food. I know. 
<laughs> originated in the 18th century, primarily in the East End of London, which I mm. know. Is, and that's my genders. The show. Yeah. Yeah. The, dish, the dish consists of chopped eels boiled in a spiced stock, like a broth that's allowed to cool oh. and set, forming a jelly. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh. Jelly deals. <laughs> nice. See, I was I, I was hearing jelly deals, and it would be like a pastry, like a fun. The bakery would make it, but no oh, jelly like eels. <laughs> eels turned into goo. Yes, interesting. <laughs> like head cheese, which is not cheese, but does contain I, head. I was it. just thinking, like I think Newfoundland and like Britain in general have like a lot of sort of cultural and especially food similarities. But I don't. I've Over never that. heard of jellied eels. No. But but whenever oh, I yeah. see people uh, making jokes about fucking full English breakfast and being like, oh, that's disgusting. They're all eating fucking beans and toast. Like, dude, that's I've eaten so much fucking beans and toast. No, beans and cool. toast is like default Newfoundland breakfast. It's good. It's good. Also, I will never hear a word against the, the full English breakfast. The full English breakfast is the best hangover cure in the world. Absolutely. It's, it's absolutely. Fantastic. Yeah, you know that you guys know that movie with Nell and I, the British yeah. classic. I know. Uh, you haven't seen it, Matt? No. Or you have? Okay, it's funny. It's really good. But there's this scene. I think they've been like doing speed for three days, and he goes to a Brit, uh, English breakfast, and it's. I think it's supposed to make it look revolting or gross, but I was like, oh, it just looks so good. It's like a fried piece of bread, and like yeah, a big thing of beans. And um, they're like putting the beans in the toast and like and squirting egg everywhere. And he's like, oh, I'm going to be sick. And I was like, oh, that looks like a good time. That looks good. And uh, the only part of Canada that you always get beans or fevs, as they're called here, uh, is Quebec. Like they always put the beans on the plate. And yeah, I like a, I like a full English breakfast. You guys definitely got that part right. I like Yorkshire puddings. Um, yes, good. Yorkshire puddings and gravy. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Trying to think of what Not other ways. Yeah, because my granny was very British. Um, she moved to Canada after the war. She did like the Queen and like fixed tractors or something on a farm. But <laughs> what did she make? She made yeah, it was just like Yorkshire puddings, Yorkshire roast potatoes. You know, the meat from the oven it was all quite good Nothing me like from the oven that's, that's a Sunday <laughs> work yeah 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 and the sugar cookies I guess we usually came on Sunday so that's probably why yeah but Matt do you want to explain for the kids at home what Jig's dinner is oh man I fucking love Jig's dinner it's fucking <laughs> um turkey or chicken sometimes if you couldn't find any turkeys uh gravy Potatoes, carrots, uh, fucking turnip. Hell yeah! And then you just smash it all together. And, and, yeah. Well, well, yeah. The 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 potatoes. I don't know if this is just a thing my family's done or whatever, but a uh, potato, turnip, and carrot. Yeah, it's absolutely mushed together, mixed with some gravy. That's jigs. Is jigs a common? Is jigs like a? It's a. <laughs> yeah, well, in Alberta, or me and my brother. With the new, there's a lot of newfies in Alberta. We just make jigs dinner jokes. But if you were to quiz me what it was, I'd be like, "Oh, it's bologna fried in a pan." <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, we fucking love bologna, man! Fucking bit of bologna <laughs> yeah, yeah. craft dinner. 
You know, that's oh, yeah. a fucking that's a camping meal right there. Thick slice of bologna. Yeah, yeah. or uh, or a bit of toast. Before before everyone had toasters, they do toast on the fucking dampers of the old school ovens. (laughs) What's a damper? Is that like the Uh, heat element? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm talking a little hick right now. (laughs) (laughs) No, it rules. (laughs) I'm trying to I'm trying to water it down for you, fucking big city slickers. I want you to go full tilt on us on the mainlanders, but uh, that's okay. Yeah, Alberta. We just had like Ukrainian food and Polish because there's so many, so many of those pickle briners there. That's a slur for <laughs> Ukrainians. You know, Albertans came up with. I don't think it's like will get me in trouble, but I guess I'll find out. Um, I love the pickle. In this briners, political too. climate, you can't. Yeah, yeah. the damn. Well, Kanye, pickle I, oh, briners. Yeah, yeah, or yeah, garlic. Oh, Kanye um, is who you were talking about earlier. I thought you were talking about someone oh, fucking. You didn't... <laughs> no, I didn't know. I was seriously asking. I thought you were talking about some fucking British, fucking. <laughs> that's Man. a good. Even that's a good bit. Could think <laughs> this is still a bit, but um, with the lifting, have you noticed? Does it conflict with the traditional? Can you? Do you have to like switch up your diet to lift? Do you think, Laura, for and we'll, yeah. we'll angle it to the the female lifters <laughs> out there because it's it's considered with like toxic masculinity and all these things which I don't really <laughs> believe. But for we need to get the um, the chicks to know that it's it's okay yes. to lift. Uh, yeah, no, <laughs> I, I I like it whenever I get a message and it's like a follower of mine. She's like, yeah, no, you've inspired me to start lifting. I'm like, yes. <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. you, you do have to change your diet a little bit. You just have to make sure that you're getting uh-huh. like, you know, the so right macros. And trying to silence. Out. Sorry, I cut you off. Can you restart right uh, from uh, when someone messages you? Yeah, sorry. Um, when like when I get like a message from like a female follower or something like that, and she says like, "You've inspired me to start lifting." I'm like, yes, love that. Um, and also, it's really fun because like you know you do have the only like dietary change you really have to do is like making sure you're getting enough protein and it's like something like if you're really trying to go hard then it's like a gram of protein per kilogram or something like that like one to 1.5 grams per kilogram of body mass you know oh wow okay so you gotta get you gotta get you gotta count your macros but what's also nice is that like you don't because I, I spent so many so many years of my life trying to like lose weight be skinny whatever it's actually mm-hmm. just a really nice change of scene being like, no, I'm trying to gain weight and get bigger. <laughs> Hell yeah. You know? It's it's much yeah. nice. It's like body recomp. Nope. So you're like you're losing you're losing fat, but you're gaining muscle. So what's actually just happening is you're staying the same size. <laughs> Hell yeah. No no uh, carb counting, but now you gotta do protein. I don't really, no, I just I just mostly count calories and protein because otherwise it gets too complicated. Cause I I you know, I think I think especially for like a lot of women who are like, I don't know, I feel like there's a bit more of a proclivity to or a propensity rather to you know get a bit weird and obsessive about your relationship to food and your body and stuff like that so it's nice like just being like no no chill the fuck out focus on these things and like eat a normal amount of food you don't have to worry about eating nothing all the time and it's nice because now i don't feel bad when i have like a day where i'm just like i'm gonna eat this entire pint of ice cream get fucked everyone (laughs) (laughs) control your sets and reps 
yeah it's just it's just nice everything is a bit more chill it's because like i feel like the main effect for me in, in, in terms of that stuff is that like whereas once i think that i felt like my body was just like this fucking weird thing to be managed like holy shit why why is it like this it's now i feel much more like it's the seat of my consciousness if that makes sense you know it feels yeah. Way to like put it. yeah it feels more like it's my like oh this is actually just me it's the this is the you know the thing it's your friend thing yeah. you interact with the world by which my mind enacts it's like fucking you know desires it demands yeah. I, this is how i do things and this is how like, it literally it feels so good being like oh i can literally do things easier like i can bend yeah. over and like you know like like it's not as much of a struggle getting the thing on the very bottom shelf anymore because like my back or my knee or stuff isn't they're not complaining at me which yeah. they were and that's fucked and now they don't which is awesome <laughs> it's definitely yeah. nice to just feel generally better you know to like be able to sort of breathe fuller, you know, like I was, I was, yeah. I've, I've been more out of shape than I am now. And I know that it's like, you know, when you, when you notice when you're like, Oh, I like could not do this before. It's, it's a really nice, yeah. but like, you know, Oh, Hey, yeah. I couldn't do, you know, this heavy before. And now I'm like fucking going nuts, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've been, uh, I've been like, yeah, 60 pounds heavier than that. Well, I haven't weighed maybe 40 pounds heavier than I, and I've been, I've been a fat guy. I'll always identify as a fat guy. I'll always identify as a fat guy too. Close, I think, yeah. I think I just have like a bit of a, yeah, I got I'm a bit of extra like skin. Mm. I mean, I, I, I'm trying to convert like stone to pounds or whatever, but I was, I was also like a heavy teen. I was like, I was, a, I was like, I would say three or four clothing sizes bigger than I am now. So wow. I was, I was pretty heavy, but like it was, you know, it's also nice, like having a sense of control over, like it's knowing that I can change how I look if I want to, you know, it's yeah, yeah. out of my hands, which is the other thing. It's like, it's annoying. Cause oh fuck it. It was me all along. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that was my, I kind I kept trying to work out. And then when I got to work was the, the thing that everyone's like, Oh sure. You lose it. But uh, I did the Atkins thing and then that yeah. worked. But in What's hindsight, that? it was like gross. Um, you just eat, you eat no car. Well, I did it more like, or wait, not, oh, oh what's the, no, keto. I was going to say keto, but I did Atkins more than keto. So keto is like where you, keto is where you just eat like sticks of butter. And like <laughs> you, you eat like no 80% fats. Yeah. yeah. And then Atkins is the same, but it's like more protein than carb, more protein than fat, um, which I did because I was just like, I get bad acne if I eat too much fat, even if I'm on keto or whatever. So, but then I've had people explain to me like, no, then that's really bad for your liver and stuff. And I was like, well, so is, so is all the alcohol I drink. But um, anyways, it worked in hindsight. Now I'm eating like a balanced diet and like running and lifting when I remember to in the basement. Oh, I think um, whatever you can like stick to and whatever, you know, whatever, like whatever yeah. you can stay consistent to and be generally healthy is more important, in my opinion. I'm no fucking health expert, just to be clear. I don't know if you're if you are a guest or a health expert, and I should be deferring to you for this. But uh, you know, I I think whatever right. you can stick yeah. with and and whatever yeah. whatever like makes you feel fed. But but the thing the thing with like healthy eating and stuff is if you're eating right, you're gonna feel more fed than if you're eating like fucking yeah <laughs> bugles. Yeah. Oh, oh Matt, you just got Matt got muted. 
Matt, you're, can you check your microphone? Oh no, what's microphone? the last thing you heard me say? Uh, it really seemed like you just broke into a torrent of swears, so it's kind of funny. Swears? But was I? You were like, if you feel fed, then you're just gonna... Oh like, yeah, um, jeez, I don't remember. Uh, uh, healthy food makes you feel fuller than, than fridge whoppers or whatever. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, I was explaining to Will Sennett, uh you don't like cooking you can buy whoppers from burger king and keep them in the fridge and eat it later it's kind of like a hamburger salad because it's chilled it's like sushi um but maybe you could maybe you can walk us through what's a week what's a week meal plan for laura what do you for the babe of babel i'll be right back once or just a day just a day don't want to make you sweat um and just for a day okay i I do have my protein powder. That, that, that's I do I do have my protein powder. That's like just so I can get like forty grams of protein in one like glug. Um, <laughs> I don't. I, I don't know. Uh, I eat. I don't know what I eat. I'm trying to remember. <laughs> I I eat a lot of like mince, like like chicken mince and like turkey mince because it's oh, I can nice. just fry that up with some vegetables and like a stir fry. And I and like I'll eat a fuck ton of like carrot and cucumber salad just so I can fill up without eating like garbage. Um, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I really like drowning salad. everything yeah. in vinegar because I find vinegar delicious. So, oh, totally. Um, Balsamic or white? Uh, actually, for most of what I'm, I, I use it for, I actually just use rice vinegar. So I use so if I have like, like a carrot, oh. and cucumber, and like sesame seed salad, then it's 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 just rice vinegar and salt and like a bit of like MSG. <laughs> ah, um, hell yeah. Or so so uh, or I'll have like. Uh, it's the classic like chicken and broccoli and just miscellaneous vegetables right like, seasoned and steamed in the oven or something like that um or if i'm feeling indulgent i'll make pasta maybe maybe if i'm feeling indulgent these days um right. these things take time but mostly and then i have like i've got to, i've got to really plan out my snacks because i'm a dreadful like i graze throughout the day mm-hmm. a lot that's also what you're supposed to do if you're trying to build muscle is to like have regular small amounts of protein Ah, like four, four or five smaller meals kind of thing? Yeah, something like that. So, like, in, in the morning, I'll have, like, I'll try and have, like, a healthy sourdough toast with, like, wheat, <laughs> like little like sardines on them. So, mm. like, sardines oh. and tomato sauce on which is nice. Um, or I, I, I get, like, special high-protein granola stuff from my local supermarket, which helps. Or uh, just you know the classics like you know fucking yogurt oh, yeah. and berries like the the lift of foods almonds very much, you get the almonds yeah no because they're, they're they're so high calorie that it's not even fucking oh. worth it Jesus oh. Christ I didn't realize hey. that these tiny things could be so almonds are dense. bad no Actually, they're good but almonds are bad <laughs> no 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 they're bad they're, they're fine it's just depending on what because I I'm I'm five foot six and I like I okay. I put on like that super easily so i have to like mm-hmm. i have to really think about what i'm eating but if you are a larger human being and you have a higher calorie like allowance because you're right. you're big and it takes more energy to run your body then yeah. almonds are probably great you know or if you're yeah. lifting and you're really trying to put on a lot of mass then Eat like that juice yeah yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> but for my purposes, for my personal fucking purposes right. i have to avoid them because i will just eat an entire fucking bag like they're fucking nothing yeah yeah and they're yeah, expensive like, so you gotta steal them yeah yeah from the mail yeah yeah <laughs> from the mayor we steal them from the mayor the mayor's almonds but um 
<laughs> no, I think that is good, good info, good advice. Cause a lot of people, myself included, I'm like, eating fistfuls of almonds. I'm like, oh, I'm losing weight right now. <laughs> no, you're not. No. They're all like, like all fat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. They're tasty. They're great. But like, and this is the thing. This is the thing that I, sorry, sorry, I'm going to get like really weirdly into this because I think about oh, yeah. it a lot. But no, like, people love, uh, it's because, you know, because, because, you know, the society is fucked. It's all up over our food and our diet and shit like that. No one's, no one really has, Everyone sort of had a standardized understanding of like the way f- food should be. And it was like, no, you figure out what you you need. And everyone's going to need something different depending on what their goals are and what their like, you know, how what their metabolism's yeah. like, what their energy levels are. So there are no like actually bad foods aside from the ones that contain a fuck ton of preservatives or whatever you want to call it, whatever, you know, the right. bad that's in fashion at the moment is. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's not like if you, you, it's not like you shouldn't eat fat. And the you probably shouldn't eat oils. Sugar. Sugar's not great for you, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a whole I've been learning about like glycation and like how it relates to like speeding up the aging process and like how having too like how having too many glucose spikes in your diet fucks you up in the long run um oh shit yeah yeah. I start going nah 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 because I eat whoppers so uh it's like I don't need to know all the religious part of it but I am like I like a cucumber salad you know cucumber tomato like Mediterranean style yes Mediterranean yeah but i feel like food is that thing for people in this secular world we live in now where like no one's as religious but we all like believe strongly or some of us <laughs> in our our diet choice like someone who's a raw vegan generally like imagines like ah, i'm god now and then they have like <laughs> iron deficiency and all these things i won't get into but uh <laughs> but and then it becomes political like if you say seed oils are bad, you're like a right wing extremist, apparently, because someone this does that on Twitter. Like, mm-hmm. like, like, caring you about. Yeah, that's that's, that's fascist. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it's absolutely yeah, fascist. <laughs> I don't know it's if just... that's a straw man or if people believe that for real. But... No, so many people actually do. There's like a there's like a there was like a Guardian column at some point in the past few years or so where some idiot <laughs> editorial article said like now did you are you are you interested in physical activity you're susceptible to fascist ideology and i'm like can you fuck off because people can play like any sort of like self-improvement with like jordan peterson type shit you know so whenever anyone's like oh you should like you know maybe take care of yourself a little someone's like oh fucking lobsters or whatever you know yeah yeah they're like all right no this weird (laughs) thing where apparently it's Mm -hmm. like it's almost it's it's become identifiable like you know the say it's identified yeah. with like, a leftist persuasion to encourage complete fucking complacency yeah like, eating you know, bugles on the couch which i'm i'm it's it's tempting i'm like i'm a good marxist as i'm like eating fried chicken <laughs> <laughs> yay <laughs> buying yeah. buying pizza like, like vegan options are just terrible for the environment because they're like oh yeah yeah they're terrible. out there like shooting armadillos or other animals people like to build av- avocado plantations and soy farms and all that not even in like the whole like oh god i had to i did a project a few years ago about like all the fucking soy farms in um i think it was bolivia and it was just like so much so much fucking land has been like raised and just turned in to fucking soy farms to have our impossible whoppers yeah to make impossible whoppers (laughs) 
I, I like eating vegan pizza sometimes because it tastes so fucked up and made of chemicals. <laughs> like, where it's just like, well, vegan yeast. And like, uh, and then the cheese is like Gaia cheese. It's just like chemicals and paint. And then the weird, like, cardboard, you eat it and like, wow, you have this like fake flavor overload. Oh, yeah. Really there's cool. no way any of that shit is like fucking remotely. I call it, good uh, for you long term. I call it astronaut pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys have like astronaut ice cream when it was like a cube? It tastes like dust. Oh. No. That's what they're gonna make. It's what it's what the world government's gonna make us all eat someday. <laughs> That's true. But we're weightlifters, so That's we're fighting true. against it. <laughs> Do you ever get DMs, Laura, where you're, someone's like, "I really liked this account, but all your uh, fascist ideology has made me like unfollow." When you're like posting like gains pics or whatever. <laughs> no, not yet. I think okay. I think I don't have anyone who's that stupid following me yet. We'll send <laughs> yeah, some your way. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I need some yeah. All all sides are mad at us. The left, the right, the fat, the damn the uppists, the downists. <laughs> the <downers>. <laughs> yeah, but we we love everyone. We love free thinkers. So that's but now free thinkers a bad word. Like that's my only beef with with. Uh, okay, we'll talk about yay. I'll say the name he wants, but. He says the thing, and then the next word is free thought. I just want free thought, and I'm a free thinker. And it's like, now free thinker, well, it already was a bad word, which, think about that. Let that just sink trying to in, God damn it. For ourselves. <laughs> this isn't political, though. This isn't getting into, I mean, you're the weightlifter. You're the one who's getting political, so. That's true. <laughs> it's uh, nothing to do with it? us. But yeah, we'll probably get in trouble for supporting it weightlifting ideals <laughs> but yeah i yeah because the thing people don't know about running too is how hard it is on your knees and, and joints. shins especially yeah. your shins man maybe that's just me but i get fucking no, I don't, yeah. yeah i get like every shin time pain try, every time i try running seriously sorry yeah, yeah no i get the same thing like it fucking hurts and i, I have to take breaks from it so I I tried to run for a bit just because I wanted to get improve my cardio and I wanted to like just like oh hey I should be able to do that but ow fuck it hurts yeah mm-hmm. I don't know how they do it are they all wearing like moon shoes or something or like <laughs> so have you seen it like it's the toe shoes with the vibrant, oh yeah like, vibrant five toe. fingers I wanted those when I was uh, a kid I don't know why yeah yeah <laughs> I lived with uh. A, per, a raw vegan who ate, yeah, mangoes and wore those toe shoes and ran through the city and did a lot of uh, other things too. <laughs> Just take but, your damn shoes off, you coward! Why are you fucking? Yeah, yeah. Why are you going halfway? You know, the barefoot shoes. Yeah, yeah. Take them off, you fucking pussy! Mm-hmm. What's the worst that can happen? A bit of glass or fucking needles or a some needle? shit? Rusty nails? Come on. Matt's a, a no-shoe activist. I'm a no-shoe well. activist. It's not illegal. <laughs> <laughs> Try and fucking remove me from this Burger King, bitch. Try and stop me. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> now I want to go to Burger King so bad. <laughs> but no, I'm going to go work out instead. And, uh, I'm going to have to shoot in like 10 minutes, by the way. That's fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a I while. Was, my, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. I was trying to think of how we wrap this up, but that's perfect. Number 15, perfect Burger King foot lettuce. <laughs> <laughs> I 
And this is, hey, don't confuse everyone. This is podcast number eight that right. Laura, the babe of Babel, has joined us for. Thanks so much. I think this was a good one. I think you're a great podcast yeah. guest. No, you thank should you. Do, uh, do the tour. Go on all the others. No, don't do that. No. Don't, yeah, don't go on neoliberal. We're health. sending you a damn fucking contract. You can never go on a podcast again. <laughs> This is it. <laughs> Non-compete yeah. clause. Yes. Yeah, yeah. All of our guests Anything get them. You, you know, nothing personal, but you can't go on a podcast yeah. again. Eighty percent of our expenses are spent on lawyers. So that's, uh, <laughs> like all successful podcasts. Um, yeah. So, anything? Any other messages you want to get out to the, the folks um, at home across the across the airwaves? Um, I don't know. Eat your vegetables. Lift your weights. Like I, I don't fucking know. Oh, yeah. That's good. Oh. That's good enough. Or it's a free. It's oh, a free thing as well. Yeah. Over here across the yeah. pond, we have freedom, which they haven't invented yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no guns. No uh, thought. Uh, no. I just, <laughs> have to fucking pay for a damn television or whatever. What? I've never paid for a television in my life. I've never paid the TV license. Yo, no one does. Oh, I think yeah. if you do, you're a fucking idiot. You can get away with right. not paying. That's brave. That's our last message to our listeners. Don't pay <laughs> yeah, your don't damn TV like, bill. Don't pay for TV. And if <laughs> someone asks you to, tell them to fuck off. Why do you have cable anyways? What fucking year is it? Get a damn Hulu. <laughs> And uh, no cuss December if you want to. And if you don't, hey, fuck it. Yeah. Put the... We'll put the music in there. All right. Well, thanks so much, Laura. Yes, thank great. you for coming out. That was wonderful. Right. I'm I'm glad. All right, I'm gonna go head off because I'm kind of tired now. Have right, a nice cheers. night. Peace out. Night. Thanks. We'll send you the link. Bye. All right, that went pretty good. That was good. Yeah. Dataverse. 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 Dataverse.